Hello, Redditors. Hello, Challenge fans. Welcome to the Challenge Redditors React podcast. I am Levi Hall, and this week, George is on a special spy mission. So, we've got someone standing in as co-host. It's only our friend, TJ's bike, aka Brian. Brian, how are you doing? You know, I'm not, I'm not George. I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to give any Nani slander. So anyone who listens to the podcast exclusively for that, just go ahead and turn off now. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I was surprised to get the emergency call, the SOS. I was, I was happy and surprised. Well, one thing George and I have always said, because I know sometimes when one of us can't do a Thursday, we move it to a Friday, but he couldn't do a Thursday and I can't do a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday. So the only other option was we record two weeks worth of podcast next Thursday um, and it just wasn't feasible. So George and I have always said if there was ever a time one of us couldn't do it, there's only one person we wanted to stand in for either of us. And, you know, unfortunately, Lauren wasn't available. So we want to thank you for answering <laughs> the call. I thought you were going to go Devin with that one, or I, I, I didn't know. I knew you weren't going to save me, but I didn't know which direction you were going to go. I've been, uh, I've been saving that one up for, um, for a good 36 hours. Um, but yes, he, he may not be here on the Zoom. He may not be here on the audio, but he is here behind me, watching over my shoulder like the beautiful little angel that he is. By the way, um, there is a very good chance that he will end up drunk tonight, because that would be... Classic George. Um, Classic George. Brian, how are you doing? Again, no, joking aside, thank you so much for uh, for coming and joining me this week on the podcast. We got a great one this week. You are playing the role of George, so we still have our usual guest as well. You are co-host, Brian, a.k.a. TJ yeah. Spike, a.k.a. Brian okay, so medium.com. There it is. So real quick question, though. How do you want me to go about this? Because usually, like, when you ask questions, I kind of lay out and let George, like, answer first. So, like, do you want me to, like jump right in or like i mean we might might should have had this conversation like 10 minutes ago but that's okay here we are we're here now you know yeah this is banter so yeah just jump right in do an english accent the whole way through um let's see how long Uh, i try i'm bad at it i i spent like 10 minutes this morning and trying it Uh, it's not gonna happen even if i were doing it as a joke it would it just it would be it's not what you want well this is the banter segment so give it a go Uh, all right well uh I climbed up a mountain uh, with with doing a handstand. See, no, that's what I'm saying. I was gonna do George climbing a mountain, but I'm I, accents are a hole in my game, buddy. I got a, I got a lot of talents. Accents aren't one of them, you know. So I think the rules that you need are one: mm-hmm. throw in a rugby reference somewhere, and if you don't know any yeah. references, just say rugby. Um, yeah. Two uh, would be at some point in the podcast, drink a whole bottle of wine, um, okay. and then three just. Just be the hot guy of the podcast. Easy. Okay. Easy job for yeah. George. Easy job Absolutely. for you. I'm in it. Let's go. Let's get this thing on the road. You know what I mean? Let's well, challenge. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Indeed. Brian, have you got any banter for me this week? Uh, banter. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I made lasagna last night for the episode. Um, mm-hmm. my One of my special recipes. It's probably my go-to. It's probably the best thing I make. Um, and it went really well. That's all I got. Brilliant. Can't wait for George to be back next week. Um, now, <laughs> George may not be here physically, but he did still uh, whip out his massive poll. All I had to do was send him a text saying send nudes and the picture came straight over. So the massive poll from George this week is 
Based on the season so far, who is picture in... Picture of somebody wait, else. No, no, who is... Wait for it, else. wait for it. Based okay. on the season so far, who is in pole position for rookie there of the season? There it is. Now you nailed it. Yeah. Um, so we've got the following six, op- uh, five options. We've got Emmy. We've got Emmanuel. We've got Priscilla. We've got Ed. Not George's brother. Ed from the challenge. We've got Bettina. <laughs> and we have got Michelle. First question... Who do you think George voted for? George voted for Priscilla. Yes, he did. Team UK all the way, baby. Um, but know you guys the big so well. question, uh, we got 3,347 votes this week. Who yeah. did the Redditors pick as their number one pole position rookie of the season? I don't know. I didn't see it. Uh, I would no, say... That's the whole point. You guess. Right, right, right. Um, I would say probably her, Priscilla, or um, Ed. So, um, with 36 votes in last place is Bettina. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's actually, I actually think that's surprising. I thought she would have got less. Um, with 125 oh, really? votes, Michelle. Um, then a big jump up in fourth place is Priscilla. Oh, no, there were six options with 596. Third place, Agent Ed, 781. Three oh. votes between our two Romanians. Uh, so, with 903 votes in second place is Emmanuel. So, Emmy mm. is currently pole position for rookie of the season. Thank you, George. There he is. I would have drink. voted Emmy. I would have voted Emmy had I saw it. Or is he going to, what are you, you pointing at here? I'm just saying, George has a drink in hand. Uh, George. That's classic George. It. Well, shout out, George. Shout out to London also, you know, who knew? But anyway, that's an inside joke. Keep going. Um, yeah, so, yeah, Emmy got it. Uh, he sent me something else over for Redditor's Corner, but can't be bothered to do it, and he's not here to tell me to. Uh, so, with that said, that is the banter segment concluded. It's the quickest one. Yeah. And ultimately, the banter segment, let's be honest, is just George and I saying hello. So Right. That's it. Hi, hi Levi. How are you? Not too bad. But do you know who we want to say hello to? We would like to say hello to our special mm. guest this week. Um, and that is Jacob. Now, some of you may know Jacob from his podcast, The Challenge Historian. He is a fellow challenge independent podcaster. And guess what? It turns out we don't all hate each other. We actually mm. support each other. So I guess it's mm. time to say hello to Jacob. Jacob, how are you doing? Good to have you on. Doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here and not to get way, way ahead of ourselves, but I can't believe that I have the honor of not only joining the Redditors React, but joining on a week with a very Kyle-centric episode. I feel feel like this was the perfect one to be able to talk to you guys. So wonderful to be here. Um, so, you know, obviously we I'm about to say bumped into each other on Instagram. Is that what people do? I don't know. Brian, you hate Instagram. Uh, you're playing the role of George today. He hates social media. <laughs> Leave me out of it. <laughs> but yeah, no, we, uh, we, we bumped into each other on Instagram, got chatting. I think pro- people probably think we hate each other because we're both <laughs> t- people doing independent challenge podcasts. But actually, we don't. We chat to each other every week. We listen to each other's podcasts. We support each other. And I think we've been talking for weeks about getting you on and doing a bit of a collaboration. So thank you so much. And, you know, tell us a little bit about your podcast, because one thing I always say to you, because I know you do it on your own, is how high energy you do it the whole way through. George and I flag by about the mission. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, uh, 
I appreciate that. And yeah, uh, I don't know what the term would be bumped into each other, but yeah, good to, good to meet an internet friend in real life here. Um, and also love that not only with each other, but you know, I'm big as you guys are on supporting all of, there's a lot of us out there that just love this show and other shows like it and do independent media about it, mostly for the fun of it with no huge aspirations. So love supporting you guys and all the other great people out there doing this stuff. Um, my show is called The Challenge Historian. Um, right now, it's just a podcast. In the near future, it's going to be podcasting and YouTube channel. Um, I've loved loved this show. I'm pretty much the perfect age to have grown up with this show. I've been watching it in real time probably since season 10-ish, somewhere around there. Um, and just a few seasons ago, when All Stars came out, uh, I decided I wanted to start doing a podcast about it, start talking about it, and kind of take a historical view back at now there's a lot of us out here talking about it, but that hasn't been the case the whole length of the show. And there's a lot of beloved seasons from, you know, a decade ago when no one was podcasting or talking. So um, doing the recaps right now, two episodes a week focused on this season, but in the future going to be doing a lot more looking back at deep dives on old seasons that I love or iconic, you know, eliminations, things like that. So just big, big fan of the show have been for a long time and loving being a part of the community that talks about it now. Can I jump in real quick, Levi, before mm -hmm. you say anything? Always, Broach, always. Can I ask you a, a question? Broach, God, I told you not to do that. Can I ask you a question, Jacob? Um, as another longtime fan of the show, um, Nick, give me, I'm going to put you on the spot here, but give me one thing that you like that has changed about the show and one thing you dislike that has changed about oh. the show. It can be broad. It doesn't have to be super specific. So the thing, the thing that I dislike the most that has changed isn't uh, the most, probably not the most interesting answer, but it's the one that had that just changed because the world changed. And when everyone says, you know, they miss the challenge of old, the thing that they always goes unspoken is that social media didn't exist in 2005 and 2010 even really like existed. But the people that were coming on the show were different types of people with different types of goals and willing to act in different ways on the show. And some of that was for the worse, you know, there's been some, some issues with how people have acted on the show, certainly in the past that they had to kind of work through and kind of try to go from being behind the eight ball to on the forefront of some of that type of stuff. But um, you're never going to, I always tell people when they say, you know, I love, I love the challenge of old the challenge is so different now. I don't like it anymore. Um, I always say, well, the first thing is it's never going to be that the same as any other reality show. Survivor isn't the same thing 20 years later. Big Brother isn't the same thing. Any reality television is a much different thing in 2021 than 2015 or 2010 or 2005. So I do just miss the kind of ambivalence of the people coming in and the lack of, you know, trying to be an influencer in this way or make some career out of it and just it used to be people came because they're like, you're going to pay me a little bit of money to go drink with a bunch of crazy people and do crazy shit. Like sign. Yeah. Up. That sounds a little, bit more, a little more, a little more innocent in a way, yeah. you know, and then in a weird way. the thing I don't like, or the thing I like or liked and is now slowly going a little the other ways. I was one that really liked when it became more of a sport and mm. became more and more like in the mid twenties, like in the rivals, X's era when it was like all the new people coming on are like coming in and they're athletes and like this is much more of a sport than it ever was before. Um, I appreciated the mix of the sport and the silly 
and the silly as it's kind of went away. Um, I've started to not like the sportification of it as much as I did early on, but um, as someone who, you know, fell in love with this mostly because I thought like competing in it would be so unbelievable. At first, I really loved how sport heavy it was getting. And now I think they could, they could do to maybe try to mix it back in some of that silly the way they are on all stars or uh, used to be. And I think nowadays as well, there's a lot of kind of twists and turns in the game. And last week, yeah. the game had one of the biggest twists and turns that we've had in a while as uh, Spies, Lies and Allies turned into Cutthroat 2, as the <laughs> agents were split into the Sapphire, Ruby and Emerald cells, or as I like to call them, Blue, Red and Green. Uh, Green won the mission and chose to throw in Priscilla, who chose her opponent in Ashley. Ashley won the elimination, chose to stay on Sapphire and, well, that is a lot to digest. So let's find out what happened when they got back to the house. These new rules can be a game changer. Now that we know we can swap teams, that just opens up a branch of hypothetical situations. You might send in a layup against somebody, and then that person comes back onto your team and screws up everything. So you gotta be calculated. So what do we think about this rule that the winner of the elimination can pick any team, including the agency, to join. That is unexpected and I think a big game changer. I think it's great. I mean, imagine if Brandon was able to change teams on Cutthroat, you know? Like, it, it kind of stops it from being like to pick the same person every single uh, time type of thing, you know? And I love that it's also you can infiltrate the winning team because it, it certainly... If it was just you could infiltrate the uh, if the, the team that won was off limits the same way they're off limits to go into the elimination, I think it would have been a little boring if you know if one team kept winning over and over and it was like the same people just switched from the same team back and forth. But the fact that they left it open to all the teams and no one's ever safe definitely made it much more interesting to me. And I thought right when he said it, I was just like, I guess they're keeping you know they're kind of keeping the same rule of double agents and spies, lies and allies of winner gets to you know pick their new partner switch with someone so they're just kind of keeping that one rule from the format of the first half of the season and overall i think it I think it makes it better for it and um, you know there there is one team that you know team layup um the ruby team uh they, they uh, seem uh, to know what's going on at the moment kyle's taking the piss out of the ruby team in the kitchen with emmy um, and Corey is bothered because he wants to get the team in gear because he is the self-appointed captain of the team. Um, what do we think of Kyle's attitude to the Ruby team? Uh, okay, real quick. Now, are, are we sure, like, I, mean, I know, like, I'm not trying to play the results or anything, spoiler alert, but, like, are we sure Ruby team's, like, that bad? Like, I don't They're understand not. where this, like, that. I don't, I never, like, even when they got assembled, it was, like, it looked pretty motley, I guess, but, like, I mean, Corey and Kyle have been to what, like, a hundred finals in the last like three years. So like, I mean, what are we really talking about? Like, and Emmy seems pretty good. Logan is smoking hot. And I mean, like, so. I, like, I just like, don't, I don't know what, I don't know what the, the thing is, but I do get it because this is the same thing Kyle's done his whole challenge career is pretend he's dumb and pretend he's bad at stuff. And that way people overlook him when he's not either of those things, you know? You're basically yeah. saying Kyle's the best, it sounds like. 
No, what I'm saying is Kyle is it knows that it it's sometimes better to not not to make people think that you're an idiot, essentially. In so life too, I'm sure he does that all so the time. You're saying he's the smartest player in the history of the game. I am not saying like. that. No, absolutely not. I am not saying any of those things. You're putting words it, in my mouth. It definitely feels like Kyle just kind of like being Kyle a little bit, but I'm with you, Brian. When they when the teams were first made, I won. I definitely didn't. The whole house is like Emerald is the best team ever. How is anyone ever going to beat them? I I did not necessarily get that just because they have the two most like physically cool kids club. Women. Like great, but cool kids. You know, yeah. I was like, Sapphire is just as good as as Ruby isn't isn't bad by any means. Um, so I didn't get that. And I think it was more just the edit of the show became like, well, if Kyle's saying this and it's For pissing sure. off Corey, and Corey's like the leader, we're gonna run with Ruby sucks. We're gonna ask everyone in confessional, like, why does Ruby sucked and why does the other team so much better? Um, but, I think yeah. manifest destiny. Yeah. It's very much a case of like Ruby very much feels like land of the misfit toys. Mm, for sure. Yeah. It's like, it, it like just I mean, doesn't have their, they don't have the same alliances. The other teams had, it was like Emerald team, how good they are. One thing, but they're a bunch of people that were already working together. And on the blue team, you had Amanda and Ashley who were already working together and CT who Ed and Nelson were like, we'll do anything you say. So they were happy to work together. So it was a little more yeah. just like the unity Alliance that more than like, who's actually good if we're just doing a challenge. Mm -hmm. And I think, as you say, it is about that unity. And one of the things that we see is wow. Ashley um, celebrating her win very calmly with Nanny saying that she wants to tell her mom she's had a good night, which I think is really sweet. Um, and one of the things Nanny says, and George wouldn't like this, would he, Brian? Because, you know, Nanny's being mm -hmm. kind, she's being honest, she's being the lovely woman that she is. hates Nanny. Yeah. Hates so, George, George, you need to keep quiet in this segment. Uh, yeah, and and Nanny, Nanny tells her that she showed loyalty by switching, by not switching cells. Uh, and it's gone a long way to gain Nanny's trust. I've never really understood this Ashley's not loyal storyline that's been piped out for really? years. Really? Do you really not understand? No, she she stole half a million dollars from some guy who she hated who threatened her family. She doesn't okay, do, so, she's not like turned on anyone else. Great. So if if TJ walks to the end of the Spies Lives and Allies final, Nani and Ashley sitting there and everybody's dead, and he says, Okay, Ashley, you get to split the money. What's she gonna do? She gonna split it with Nani? Get out of here. Come on, that's the whole yeah. point. Like the whole it all comes down to the end of the day. If that ultimate question gets asked which has been asked twice now so that means it could get asked again they know what ashley's answer is so why would anyone trust i mean like you could trust her to help you out but like at the end of the day she's gonna steal the money from you for sure i don't she's think she, i don't think she'd do it again but there's nothing wrong with that i'm not saying that as a negative thing it's just it is what it is they know the answer to that question we don't know the answer to the question that who would answer that question to anyone beside bananas and ashley and they both said yes Everyone can say that they would answer a certain way, but they're the only ones that we know for sure. And would Ashley would do it again unless it was Amanda. She would do it again 100% yes. unless it was yes. Amanda. Yes. Boys, I, I'm going to disagree here for the simple fact that I feel like Ashley has an intrinsic desperation to be loved by these people. And she knows that if she was to do it again, then literally every time she went on the show, she'd be voted in first every time. Everyone would hate her except for Amanda. I, I genuinely think she'd never do it again unless yeah. it was time again. 
Nope. Time's a flat circle everywhere with the challenge house, brother. It wouldn't matter. I mean, she showed loyalty to her team by staying there, but there's one thing that Nanny doesn't think is going to happen. She doesn't think the boys are going to stay loyal. She thinks they are going to be infiltrating left, right, and center. And her worry is that the Emerald team is not going to stay together as its current six uh, because that is what is essentially, in Nanny's opinion, George, keep quiet, get her the win this season. Yeah, uh, quickly before that, just to say up the, the thing uh, Nani said to Ashley, uh, speaking to Ashley's potential growth or different desires now, when she first said it, like she says it pretty rudely of like, I don't trust you, like right to her face. And I feel like the Ashley of old would have been like, what the fuck? Like, and like kind of gone off on it. And she, she took it really in stride. I was very impressed by, by her reaction to that. But as far as the guys coming in, um, again, I think the Emerald, the Emerald Cell, it's going to be a theme throughout our discussion of this episode. They have two members of the team who are two people I love and were some of my favorite returning cast members for this season. And even with that, I at the more this episode went on, the more I could not stand this team uh, and everything mm -hmm. about them. And I felt like the rest of the house might feel a little bit of the same and I don't think they should be so worried about everyone wanting to join their team all that much I think they might need to be more worried about someone going to a specific member of their team and saying we want you to come to our team like I don't want to come and join your team with I don't want to be with Josh or I don't want to be with this person or the other I want you specifically Devin to come to my team or I want you specifically Tori to come to my team I could see CT especially doing that more than I can see someone dying to be on their team. We even saw it with Kyle. He went all last episode. He said, I want to be on the Emerald team. I want to be on the Emerald team. It's all I want. And then immediately with zero hesitation, getting ahead of ourselves, but he, you know, that doesn't come to fruition. So um, I'm not sure they should be that worried. And jumping ahead. That is classic George. <laughs> <laughs> Try my best to do everything George would do. I did love the kind of, um, Ashley and Nanny turning into Nelly T when they were like, oh, TJ's so sneaky with all these twists. TJ does not produce the show. <laughs> Potentially an executive producer credit because all hosts in America get that. What do you mean? He's the only, what do you mean? What do you Wait, what? He doesn't? Rashid, is this news to you, Brian? He's the only one there, right? There's like two cameras. I thought he was TJ. doing the whole thing. You know, he's running the drones. I gotta say, actually, one cameras. thing. One thing that I was saying to um, my friend Ryan, who was on the show a few weeks ago, about the show that they do do amazingly is you hardly ever see production or camera crew or sound crew in shot unless they want you to see them in shot. Mm -hmm. It's Which like a very incredible. dramatic effect. Yeah, mm -hmm. it makes it more dramatic when it happens. You're like, whoa, this, this must be serious. Let me pay attention. Like, it's such like the... Twitter. The daily challenges are one thing that's pretty easy to stay spread out, but most of the stuff in the house is in like the tiny little bedrooms and bunk beds and whatever in tight quarters where you would think it would happen more that we'd realize like, oh, there's also six other people standing around or whatever. Uh, I mean, yeah, we're also on season 37 of this, so they yeah, probably have this down to like a science, you know? Yeah. Episode 499, actually, of... Uh heard about the that. challenge yeah we'll, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll come to that later but for now we need to take a moment of uh, of silence because nelly t's boot camp membership fees have been undercut by Corey's mm. boot camp because Corey has decided 
to shut down uh, Nelly T's enterprising foray into the fitness industry um, to try and motivate Team Ruby. And does uh, mm, does not go so well. What do we what do we think of this? Carl's just waving a flag, which looks like it's made out of a stick and some underwear. It, it does seem a, like. Go ahead, Brian. No, no, no. Well, I was gonna say I feel I have a feeling they worked out a lot more than the camper may have showed us, but I'm gonna yeah. leave. I'm gonna leave that one to the to the to the uh, kayfabe, as they say, or whatever the <laughs> wrestling term is. Well, yeah, I did wonder because when they started, and I also think it might just be what the way the order they showed. They they show Corey get them all ready. He lays everything out. He gives them a little pep talk. And then they show just Corey working out at all of the stations yeah. in a row as if to be like, they all just stood around and watched him, which I do think potentially happened for some amount of time. Um, but it does seem like by the end of the whole montage of it, all of them are running and all of them seem rather sweaty. Um, and Big T, I love hearing her say, you know, it's midday sun. I don't work out in the midday sun. So maybe they're just sweaty because it's really hot out and they didn't work out that hard. Uh, midday sun the worst. Do you, would you, if you had to go to one of the two, do you want, do you want Corey's boot camp or do you want Nelson's boot camp? Which one, which one are you attack? Nelly T's boot camp every day of the week, just for the Nellyisms. The thing is, is Corey's is probably just a lot cheaper and, you know, COVID. So, you know, cost conscious and all that stuff, you know, probably Corey's. Now, Brian, I need to go for you, go to you for this uh, because I know on uh, brianrbatty.medium.com as well as your power rankings, as well as your recaps you do one of my favorites winners and losers Mm -hmm. um would you believe from this scene the biggest loser is anyone that likes playing chess in the house because an injured and hot logan has decided to make a sign saying ruby till death which is not the phrase it's ruby till i die uh but he has written it on the chessboard Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. Did you read my article that I wrote? Because I did. I put I that was a loser. I was pissed. Like, imagine that there's not a lot to do in that house. Like, just there isn't, you know, like they can work out and they can work out and they can nap and then work out. And then that's really it. So like taking the chessboard and just like selfish, like, come on, like for the for a bit for a like, gag. I don't know, dude. Right. Like, like, imagine you're fucking like your ad, you're nervous. You're like, man, I'm probably going to get voted in soon. Like it's coming to my time. Like, I don't know how this is going to go. You're freaking out. You're panicking. I just need to take my mind off something. I really loved um, Queen's Gambit. So let me go try this chest thing out. And then boom, where is it? It's fucked up. It's duct taped. It's out of stick. Logan's going to get it dirty. Josh has already lost all the pieces. It just, I don't know, pissed me off to be honest. Maybe upset. The irony is, I said this to George last week, I never read your articles till after we've done the podcast because I'm scared I'm going to end up like loving so many bits of it that I'm going to end up stealing it and making it my own. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely mm-hmm. hadn't read your one from this week. So we go. think alike. We have the same That's brain. It. That's it. Yours um, is the British version. <laughs> Jacob, do you think that this move is even more callous than when Bananas hid Ashley's toilet seat and made it float in the lake? Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to rank it a little, a little bit lower, just a, just a notch or two below, uh, the, the prankster of all pranksters on this show. I think that one was a little bit better and also much, uh, more ruthlessly received. Uh, it doesn't seem like anyone yet is upset about the chessboard, but we have seen 
multiple, like it's getting used. We've seen multiple different chess games. So it's not like no one was using it. So they have nothing to do. There's nothing. Imagine, yeah. put, just do take away everything from your life for like 24 hours. Yeah, boy. I mean, Devin, Devin is willing to play chess against Josh. And if you're willing to be like, I'll take Man. you, even, I'll even play you, Josh. You know they're desperate for something. So. I mean, that's fun though. That's like that's an easy, yeah. easy, dub. easy win all day. Easy dub. Yeah, like, that gosh, that's my chess I mean, again, dude. What are they gonna do next? Make a fishing rod out of the pool cues? I mean, fucking right. hell, guys. You know? Come on, like, shit. They just I forgot about you know the what? pool table. I guess but they it, pool. It's hard, isn't it? Because they're there. They're the only people they can see. They just need some FaceTime with other people. And there is one room mm. where they can do that, and that's the FaceTime room. Um, because Ed FaceTimes his mum Tammy. Uh, I wonder if she mentioned that she slid into my DMs uh, just to say how much she loved her son. Um, and one, it was really nice because actually we learned a bit more about Ed. Um, so his mom went on the circle with him. She's a single mom. She brought him and his brother up and he wants to bring the money home for her. Um, and this is very much a FaceTime montage because we then get Big T. She fa- Wait, Do you know what's did, really did, weird? Come on. Let me, hold on. What's really weird is I type up the running order on Apple Notes. Facetious. Yeah, so you'd think they'd be more than happy for anything that says face to be FaceTime. Mm-hmm. And it always autocorrects to facetious. But anyway, Big T facetious is her sister. It's because you're a pompous Brit. They just assume you're being pretentious, you know? That's what it is. <laughs> Not pretentious, facetious. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Big T um, facetious is her sister, Nomza. Uh, tells her <laughs> she wants to win so badly. She says people back home believe in her. <laughs> They're counting on her to win. Nelson's mom, mm. she's got an Android, so it's just a phone call. Um, <laughs> um, and um, she... Um, oh, good for you for we, pausing so I could laugh and you could just bask in the glory of your joke. That's amazing they, stuff. I'm glad you liked it. But um, Nelson <laughs> tells us the story of how he wasn't a great kid growing up. He wants to win it for his mom. And then finally... The K-Dog FaceTimes his beautiful girlfriend, Vicky, um, who shows him a scan of their six-month-old fetus, uh, the baby who is now known as Crew uh, Christy. Um, I love the bit where he's like, he looks so much like you. And I'm thinking, well, Carl couldn't say it looks like him because he's probably forgotten what he looks like now. Um, but also, really, really lovely that Kyle, even before the baby's born, is ready to make the storyline of I'm doing this for my kid. He's mm. he's really he's stolen it from Corey. He's not if, dumb. He's if not Tony dumb. comes back, he can never have it. Have it. You know what do we think of the FaceTime montage? I'll stop being facetious. Let's let's talk about FaceTime. I I loved it from a an edit standpoint of we got more than just one person. This is. Uh, I tried, I really tried to think how long it's been since we saw more than one person get to make a call on the show. And I feel like it's been a long, long time. Uh, I loved Ed's the most of all. It will start to come out throughout this whole conversation. I am a really big fan of Ed and also of Tammy. Did I hear correctly? You just say that you, Tammy slid into your DMs, Levi? Yeah, she she slid into my DMs. This was a while ago. Um, I think I I posted something on Instagram about Ed. Oh, I said, I love Ed so much. He's literally having so much fun and makes me smile. And then she slid into my DMs with the um, heart eye emoji. (laughs) Amazing. Did you guys, I I don't remember if you said in your, at the beginning of the season, did you watch the circle at all? Are you aware of Tammy at all? 
So I watched his season on Netflix, but I'll be completely honest, I I didn't remember him. Also, he looked very different. Yeah, yeah. Well, I he, he didn't I have the luscious hair his... that you have, Jacob. <laughs> Best hair uh, on the podcast. It's got no offense. Uh, but I, if, for wrong. those that like had watched that season, it definitely usually most of the the FaceTimes. You know, it's nice to hear the backstory and everything, but we don't know who they're talking to more most of the time. Sometimes in the past, you know, they're you know, it's Zach and Jenna calling each other, and we know who it is. But uh, it was, don't forget it was Angela and Nelson. <laughs> yes, Angela and Nelson. But it was uh, for those of us that are Ed and Tammy fans. I was definitely thrilled that they found a way to sneak in just a, a little bit of Tammy that she wasn't totally left out since she was on the last show with him. She's got a blue tick. Uh, what? Blue tick Tammy. She's verified on Instagram. Verified on Instagram. A blue You're on a Netflix what? show. You get verified okay. like right away. Yeah. Brian, like when we t- finish recording, go on Tori underscore Kennedy's phone. No, Ask her first, I know obviously. what you mean, but are, what did you call it? You called it a tick? Blue tick. It's a check. It's, it's a check. check. It's literally a blue tick. 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 Okay. George, cool. come back. Anywho. Come back, George. Uh, come back, please. I, uh, <laughs> please come back, George. Anywho. Uh, one thing, though, um, about Tammy's or Ed's mother, Tammy, did you notice where she was when she answered the phone call? She was on a boat. How badass is that? Who answers a FaceTime on a boat? Like, that just means she was there. You know what I mean? Like, she was just on a boat in the afternoon. Uh, so that was pretty cool. I thought that was pretty, like, puff daddy ever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's some, like, shit. Like, that's how, like, he gets to the VMAs, you know? Blue tick. She's got that Instagram money, hasn't she? Stop calling it a tick. Life. It's so weird. It makes me feel like she's got, like, a disease. Like, what do you Influencer mean a Influencer life. Uh, do you know what? I was, you know, I was telling you how I have to do COVID tests for work. And I was doing one the other day and I do it in my spare bathroom and I accidentally dropped the COVID test down the toilet. Um, and as I was fishing it out, do you know what I found? Amanda's mucus plug. Oh, wow. That's where it ended up. Yeah, her water's never broke. Um, and <laughs> what the fuck was this conversation? This was just Kyle being like, I just want the this baby to come the out. I don't want of any episode. of the yucky stuff. I read, do you know what I love? I just love that. Kyle is both a mature adult who's about to have a child, an absolutely ridiculous child, all rolled into one. And Amanda is both a very mature um, young mother and an absolute evil devil all rolled into one. And that conversation Mm. between the two of them was just beautiful. Kyle's saying that he thought the baby would be born with a shiny bow on its head and just say, hi, daddy. I, I love these random interactions. Mm. I wish we got more. That's that's that type of scene is the type of thing I I I I, I uh, yearn for. I wish we had more of of that, that kind of stuff. Like I would watch a whole episode of that. Of yeah, that conversation. No I, that challenge, no elimination. Ten minutes nothing. long. We could. Just I would watch hanging out. Everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought. Why don't they do the that? Why don't they like release like a half an hour? like Paramount Plus slash MTV.com only thing of them just like bullshitting every week. I don't know. Maybe I'll make a phone call. See what happens. <laughs> you, you they used to do people. that. They used to have the, 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 like, shit the they bonus content 
on the web. No, but I'm not. Yeah, that's. I'm not talking about like a shit that it should have shown. I'm talking about like every week. Like, give us like a half an hour of this is the shit that they did for. Like, you know, pick the best stuff. But like conversations like that, or like you know, it. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know because I wouldn't know. I'll watch CT play pool. Like, dude, if there's an intense, I bet there's intense pool matches all day long. Absolutely, they got. Oh yeah, exactly. Kyle and Devin have been hustling people for weeks. They're like Tom Cruise. What what do we think of Amanda this season? I think she's there to make money, so she understands that she can't really mix it up like she used to. And Moneyball, I think ruined everything. I think she she well, like you said, Kyle already you know before pre-child even being born is trying to take up the mantle of I'm the one playing for my kid here. I don't know if it's working for him quite yet. It's definitely working for Amanda um, in a big, big way that she is the single mom. Um, I, don't, I know Plan you guys away. watched after, Aftermath. I don't know if you mentioned it from last week's Aftermath. Priscilla or Amanda said, Priscilla told her, I'm not going to pick you for elimination because you're a single mom. And I respect that. And I had a single mom. Um, so we know it's literally kept her out of elimination once already. Um, and it feels like she's not a target for anyone, regardless of what they think of her competitively. And I think it's all because they're, they're like, you know, we get, we, we give you all the shit about Fessy and you take it and we appreciate that and you have a child. So we'll, we'll let you kind of skate to the final here. Um, but I've enjoyed her. She's definitely been more in the background just because as Brian said, I think she knows one, I have a child, that child will eventually watch this. And that mm-hmm. has changed a little bit of her actions. Um, but also just, she's a little more focused than she would have been in the past. Let's hope her child never goes on her Instagram page. Um, then, uh, from from one for set more of water, one. from one set of water breaking to a swimming pool, uh, email no. and Tori go for a swim together. You know, sometimes they don't roll off the tongue. Uh, they go for a swim together. They're both super goofy. Tori dresses Emmanuel up as a woman. He twerks around the house. They're both weird. They like each other. He looks like a vampire, Jordan. They're probably going to shag. No, I, no, 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 no. I, I got to stop you right there. <laughs> I've got to do this. I've got to okay, no. do it. Go the, for it. The Jordan comparisons need to stop. It is not, wow. it is not okay. They have wow. to stop. Just because the last season we saw him on, he was rocking a bowl cut and mustache that did mm. not look very good. And the Wearing dungarees. <laughs> and those side-by-sides do... There's a resemblance, sure. But Jordan is what I, in my opinion, the greatest athlete on the cha- in the challenge history and sure. is a first ballot Hall of Famer, whether you like More it or than not. More ballot Hall of Famer. Better oh, yeah. than CT. Oh, yeah. He uh, might he's be. only got, he I mean, be. I don't want to immediately bring up the one hand, yeah. but it, it matters. But that's um, the thing. You don't even have to say it. Like, you literally yeah. don't even have to say it. You don't even, like, it's, you know what I mean? It's yeah. crazy. But so for Jordan and Emmanuel's sake, don't compare rookie to Jordan. And then also for Emmanuel's sake, who I like a lot and I very much enjoyed, don't compare him to a first ballot Hall of Famer 10 episodes in just to not set that standard for him. Now, here's the question, though. Who's hotter? That's the real question. No, not between Emmanuel and Jordan. Who's hotter? You say Jordan, Jacob? Yeah, uh, if go back and look at like free agents, Jordan before mm. he went off the deep end with the facial mm. and on top New of hair. Guy, yeah, he's like modeled before and stuff. He's a very attractive man when he wants to be. Levi he just recently hasn't chosen to want to be. 
Mm-hmm. I think it's that's like a hot gun. Hot people sometimes go the opposite direction and like try to be as least hot as they can possibly. Yeah, you know? late twenties. Like, like, I'm, I'm gonna challenge yeah, yeah. myself. Sure, to like it's have a, a personality. It's an interesting question, and I'll be honest, I haven't thought about it because I've spent the last nine weeks pining over Logan. So mm. you know, oh, wait, we'll get we'll get to him later. Let me tell you what. But anywho, that's whoo, spoiler alert. What a guy. <laughs> well, shout yeah. out to that. Little white towel. Anyway. <laughs> well, you know, you you hear Logan and the alarm bell alarm bells start ringing. You know when they yeah. ring, when it's yeah. time for the agents to head down and meet TJ at the mission. So why don't we head down there ourselves and find out exactly what's in store? All right, everyone, welcome to your next mission on this season of the challenge: <laughs> spies, lies, and allies. Here we go. Today we have a very special mission brought to you by P3. Portable protein snacks. Yes! Because we all know that three energy pack proteins are better than one. And that power of three has never been more important in this game until now. I'm standing here looking at three very strong cells. Today's game is called Satellite Sabotage. And this game is gonna require both mental and physical strength. Out there over the water, there's a giant enemy satellite. Your mission today is to deactivate that satellite. You will use all the power that you have to leap from satellite arm to satellite arm. Each arm is further and further in distance. That final leap of faith, you'll have to reach out, grab one plug, deactivating that satellite. If you don't jump for the plug, it doesn't count. That's the game. Oh yeah, and I forgot to mention, while you're trying to get this done, the other two cells will be blasting you with fire hoses. The team to get the most players, the farthest, the fastest, will win today's mission and become our agency. P3 will be providing a special cash boost to each of the agents on that winning cell. So it's a no-brainer that you're going to want to win this mission. Good luck, agents. Get it done. So this segment is brought to you by P3 Portable Protein Pack, which makes Burger King feel like absolute shit. Uh, (laughs) uh, But in all honesty, it's not. But this uh, mission is satellite sabotage. So the agents will have to deactivate the giant enemy satellite by leaping from satellite arm to satellite arm. Each arm is further in distance. For the final leap of faith, you must jump for the plug. If you do not jump for the plug, it does not count. It's very important to remember that, everyone. Also, while you're doing this, the other two cells will be blasting you with their giant fire hose. P3 will be giving a cash boost to the agent on the winning cell. Do you know what this was for me? This was old school. And I like that. Oh, Brian. Oh, Brian. You all know what's happened. Well, it's like, here's the deal, man. Offering the incentive of protein to a challenger is no i didn't mean no i meant more the actual mission survivor contestant oh the mission oh the mission was old school yeah oh yeah no sure look i'm you know as long as they're not flying drones i'm pro challenges in most sense but yeah it did heights over water you know slightly dangerous um you know fire hose yeah for sure absolutely i was in a bit what was the fire hose one a while back jacob um where I think they had to like fire hose their partner down. Rivals and the rivals won. It was like one of the last challenges. I they had like loads of strings that were holding them up and then they had to basically mm-hmm. fire hose them onto the 
And it's the one where Landon like went limp. Like everyone like thought Landon was legitimately like like his vest or his harness was too tight or something. Is that what we're thinking? I'm thinking of doing. Oh no, that's a different too. one. Yeah, he's thinking about rivals. And Kara and Laurel lost it, and then they played the football game against John A. Yeah. Jasmine. Yep, yep. Smashed him. Oh, hold that's on the one I think Levi's talking about. George what? from behind me just said rugby. It's classic George. Um, Nailed it. Yeah. Oh, um, right. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm always a fan of heights over water, especially when it makes TJ laugh. <laughs> TJ laughing just makes me happy. I could watch mm. I could watch a montage of him laughing for my whole life. Mm. I can't wait till the day he laughs and somebody's like actually like dad. That's what <laughs> I can't wait for. <laughs> um, I mean, he doesn't wait to see if they come up from the water and they're okay. No. He just lets it loose immediately. And Did he laugh when Leroy nearly died? In Vendetta's. Probably, not, I probably not. until he realized he was potentially dying. Yeah. Something came out for sure. He can't help Good himself. Good thing he didn't die. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Likely he likely would. Ah, he's the best, man. I miss him so much. There's two people that this season's missing more than anybody. Leroy, and I'll let you say it, Levi. No, no, uh, Lolo Jones, man. Come on, she is a fucking athlete. That's what she is. I can't believe that she was ever on the channel. Anyways, that's a different podcast. Do you ever like? Obviously, we can talk about it because it's we're talking about it now. Yeah. Do you ever think that they go, "Fuck, we should just spend that money on Louise Hazel"? No, they think that that was perfect. That worked out great. Oh my it God, literally didn't, didn't work out for anyone. Yeah, it no, ruined. For, no, hold on. The it ruined did. Nam's life. It ruined Nam's yeah. life. He is that's having amazing. That's PTSD. An amazing story. Yeah, how amazing! Like that's so much better than Louisa coming and oh, I want to play the game. I learned it from West. Like, dude, we get right. it. But when Lolo was she American? Being the I, we went through this. But Lolo being <laughs> like a, the fucking like okay to put it in perspective for you, Levi and Lolo, Lolo wins. If I asked a hundred random like Americans who knew what the Olympics were to name an Olympian, honestly, 40 of them would say Lolo Jones. How many and Olympians are they allowed they, to name? Like, uh, one. They would say okay, Lolo I bet Jones. they'd say would be the Saint one Bob. they can name. They would say you okay, You're right. Most of them would. But what I'm telling you is Lolo Jones is incredibly famous. And the fact that they just like stuck her in the midst of all of this and it went as poorly as possible <laughs> that is incredible that's amazing what do you mean shoot that's like one of the best stories the challenge has ever told like the downfall of the nicest guy in the world nam because of this fucking solar system that they fucking like planted into a house in iceland and it just ruined him it completely he was literally broken by the end of the season because of her she broke him physically Mentally, oh my! It was it was incredible to watch. It was by far the best part of the pages, easily, easily. If, if I clip this bit up, put it on Instagram, tag Nam in it, and the faint chance he watches it, it will cause him to fall down into the fetal position with all this PTSD. That woman ruined his that? life. How amazing is that that we got to watch it? It happened on TV in slow motion too. It was like it was slow motion just the breakage of the nicest german in the whole world the only nice one just is crashed and died and now there will no more nice germans because now they know she was nice she never said anything bad or anything at all Mm. yeah i don't think she spoke ever so we don't we don't know for sure are you tracy was 
She was all over the place. She was on like two episodes and she made by like the biggest impact. Are you serious? That bottle she threw at Huey. She had that threesome with Anissa and Logan by the pool. Dude, Tracy was like, I can't. What are you guys talking about? Did we watch the same season? I'm wondering. The weird thing is, I'll take Nam as my only German representative in future seasons. I'm good with that. To be honest, I've literally forgotten Tracy so much that all that shit that came out (laughs) of your mouth potentially could have been true. I guess we'll have to find out. It could have been true. We might just not have seen it. Wait till the reunion. <laughs> Do you know what's great? This segment's meant to be us talking about the mission. Um, what did you think about this as a concept? I mean, I liked it a lot. It had it had checked a lot of the boxes of a good daily challenge. Uh, the heights over water. You get TJ laughing. MTV gets to show people falling potentially to incredible harm, which is their second favorite thing after watching people throw up. So they got to get that. Um, I always I like when the other teams get to mess with the team that's going, even mm. if sometimes it leads to anticlimactic missions or challenges because one team will kind of, you know, they'll, they'll link up. It leads to a lot of strategy and bickering. Um, and I think it was legitimately hard. I like when they're, mm. they, when the success rate is around like 30 to 40% is usually, I think in their sweet spot of like, you made it just hard enough for people to actually have to like be kind of impressive to do this, to make it funny and to make all of them on land laughing at the other people for not being able to do it. So I liked, I liked pretty much every part of it. I agree with I you. I like the fact, by, I was going to say, I like the fact that the other two teams weren't just standing around doing nothing. Yeah, I was, I was as usual. Uh, they did make the rule about you have to jump and grab. You can't land on the thing. They made that rule very clear early on. The, but as always, not all the rules could be clear. I Did you guys catch on or not to all of the arms had little lines in the middle of yeah. them? And some yeah. people, it seemed like, like CT was like out on the very, very end of those things where it's like as hard as it could be. And then some of the people who eventually then would like jump off anyway, so it didn't, we didn't find out if it mattered what they were doing, but like we're going all the way to the middle to cross and whatever. I was very confused on like, do you have to jump from a certain spot? Do you have to land a certain yeah. spot? I'm with my you on guess that one. is they had, they had, uh, my guess is, is because obviously the, you would just stay at the beginning of the arm yeah. when you jumped. But uh, my guess is you had to be on the other side of the line when you jumped. You could land anywhere, but, but you had, yeah. you had to start on the other side of that. That's, yeah. that was my guess because the people I was with were asking the same question Which too. Was then and I'm like, there's always a reason. Like, yeah, which was smarter the ones then to jump to the you know the closest possible spot, but but I think some of the further ones it would have just been smarter just to jump straight, you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm sure they equaled it out. They always do. Yeah. Whenever I'm watching this and I'm like, there's they're being stupid. I'm assuming it's because of a rule that they yeah, were we told that didn't exactly. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it was just ridiculously unfair on the team that went third because then the thing was really soaked? It always is. It always. I mean, and there's always there's always bullshit like that. It's you know, it's I think not it was supposed just to be CT. fair. It's just CT really that benefited from it because he went first on the first team and he made it all the way around. So all of the, the arms got sprayed by the time he was done with it. So I think it literally, he was the only one that had any real advantage of that nature. Mm. Yeah. I mean, and again, it's what she deserves. He's CT. So whatever. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Why not give him more advantage? Cause yeah. he's, why he doesn't, not just he doesn't not vote him it, ever. He's literally a free not, athlete. Just don't now. vote him in ever. It's 11 episodes. He hasn't fucking got one vote. I can't believe it. Doesn't make any sense. When did he last get voted into elimination in a non-gold skull like season? Dual one, I think. 
I mean, honestly, like, what are we talking? It's crazy. It drives me nuts. I feel nuts. like his. Well, I feel like his last elimination was the bananas backpack, which was him coming in as a mercenary. Well, no, on uh, so War of the Worlds one, where yeah, Kyle kinda. and he, JP, that was he got called out. There was no skull twist, and he just got called out because JP was really dumb. Yeah, yeah JP um, didn't understand I what was going. That's on. his name. Dirty Thirty. Yeah. Did he go to? He just got sent to a redemption house. He didn't go to elimination at all. Mm. Well, yeah. then let's go through it. Let's keep going. Invasion, did he have? Oh, Invasion. He One. probably... But he was that was then, until the end, right? It was just him and Darrell. He didn't have a choice. So, yeah. okay, and keep going. Total Madness, while there was the skull twist, he did get... Like, Jay called him out and wasn't... Hey, volunteer. Yeah. Yeah, he told Jay. But I think Jay would have done it anyways. I think he's dumb enough to have done it. But, I mean, we can keep going. I mean, I, I don't know. The thing is, the, the point is, is that everyone's fucking stupid, is the point. And there's a reason he wins all the time. Like, it's like, it's, I, no, it doesn't, it's like the equalizer. Like, he and him being around, it's nothing else. If he's there, it doesn't matter how many push ups you did on the way to the final. If he gets to the final, he's going to win. He's just going to win. Yeah. That's just how it goes. So, like, the, what you got to do, the only way to, to really come at CT is you just got to throw everything at him all the time until eventually it just slips up. Cause, like, I mean, we can go through it if we want, but he could have lost so many of these eliminations this season. He just yeah. could have. Oh, yeah. I probably wouldn't have. You gotta I'm not saying in. he would have, but he could have. You know, there's you gotta no... throw him in the first time and just make it known to the whole house. We're throwing him in over and over. Every time. Until he Every loses, time. he'll Every lose time. one. He might be favored in all of them, but he'll lose one eventually. And I said this every time way. on this podcast, I feel like, and it just hasn't changed. It just drives me nuts. Well, why don't we pause there? Let's head to the strip club, starting with Sapphire. So, <laughs> CT completed the uh, mission then ashley failed nelson nelson failed because he spent most of uh his time on that mission wanking off over Corey. um ed <laughs> failed bettina jumped off because seals love the water and um amanda failed <laughs> then we- wait you said ashley fails <laughs> ashley quits and i won't lie i was watching this at double speed to ro- type out the um to type out the running order and I actually didn't well, see Ashley's one. It went so quickly. Well, and they, they brushed over it. It was one of my biggest questions of the whole episode was, no one got mad, but she literally, she stands up on the first one and says, I'm not doing it, and just jumps off. And I thought for sure CT would be like, what the hell, Ashley? Like, you're our best female. Like, no. we're up first. Leave you. She is a fucking atomic bomb. You don't know what is going to happen when you speak to her. So That's even true. CT, if he'd have been like, Ash, come on, Ashley, she'd have been like, But those two have a great relationship. And so I think he's one that could, with confidence, say something to her without her initially blowing off at him. But I'm just interested to know if it comes around, if this would have been a female challenge or like if next week, if CT's like, hey, you didn't try very hard on the guys week. So like... I don't feel like doing whatever we're doing today all that hard. I just wanted to, I wonder if it'll come back up, but they, they literally brushed by it. So I doubt it will. I wonder though, if TJ's going to cheeky them double agent style and like flip flop on the weeks. Well, I'm still Logan waiting for him. Home, uh, maybe he, I'm still waiting for the thing that he says we're not supposed to expect that he started saying in like week two of double agents. I'm literally still waiting for it. Cause he kept, he's been saying, he said it every week of double agents and, uh, there was never anything unexpected. And then he started saying at the beginning of this. And I mean, I guess the team thing wasn't expected, 
Uh, but if that's what the payoff has been for a season and a half, then I, uh, I have a word with Thomas Joseph, to be honest. Is that what TJ stands for? I don't know. Isn't that that? Didn't they? they it, was a, it was a trivia question and Total Madness. Yeah. Oh, I thought, it was, I, thought his, I thought his name was just TJ. Um, anyway, mm. back to the strippers. Uh, Ruby, uh, Corey, the self-appointed captain <sighs> of the Ruby Damn team, it. completed the mission. Kyle completed the mission, although does he actually complete the mission? Because there were some questions in regard to that leap. Um, Emmy mm. fails, Big T fails, and Logan, who's uh, torn his hammy, completes it because he's so fucking hot. Um, and looking. then em- Emerald, the best stripper of all the strippers. Um, eh. Nanny, Nanny fails. George, stop it. Um, Tori fails. Josh fails. That was expected. Um, Casey completes the mission because despite being boring as fuck, she is fucking good at everything. Uh, Devin yeah, completes the mission. Drives me nuts. I know. Devin completes the mission and Emmanuel fails the mission. So this is basically the score. Ruby have three plugs. Emerald have two plugs and Sapphire have one plug. Now, let's first ask, is there anyone who failed that you expected to complete and anyone who completed who you expected to fail? I definitely thought this was the moment where we were going to find out how good physically Emmanuel is. And as a dancer with incredible core strength and balance, I thought he was going to be able to complete this and get Emerald the the full three and the, the win without time or whatever. So I was a little surprised when he didn't, when they had him go last and he didn't complete it. Um, so what you're saying there is he's a shit dancer. No, he's an amazing dancer. Which oh, that twerking was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, I've like, I've watched his videos and stuff outside of the show. He's an incredible dancer. So that's why I've been high on, he's got a lot of core strength and balance and like dexterity usually equates to some really a lot of these weird challenges they have to do that's usually super helpful and so he was the most surprising fail for me the most anticipated and expected fail was josh certainly what do we think of big t's uh wipeout brian tj fucking loved it yeah i mean look like it hurt tell you what not for me that type of shit's the reason i never wanted to go on the challenge sounds i'm not into heights not into that no thank you keep my feet on the ground where they belong what do you think about helicopters? Helicopter, like being in them or seeing them on the you'd way have at least towards... You'd have at least seven rides in a helicopter per season. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, the, you know, uh, I would be psyched. I don't know if I'd be as psyched as they are because, like, they're psyched every time they see a helicopter and, like, how many times can Corey see a helicopter? You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> again, d- different podcasts for a different thing. <laughs> um, the... So, sorry, go ahead, check it. Big, Big T's fall was pretty bad uh really really bad uh but interestingly the person who i thought took the hardest blow was someone who got it done casey the only female to complete the mission she is the only one she didn't really think about how she was going to jump at the plug and so she full-on belly flop face plants after the plug and, and says so much right afterwards and i felt like even though she didn't take like a bad you know, she didn't wipe out. She was on purpose, but she looked the most painful of all of the falls to me. Um, I think it, it's an interesting one that Devin completed the mission because I think a lot of people have always said Devin's a puzzle man. He's very good. You knew that's what you wanted to say. That's why I didn't say it. I was just gonna like hell, <laughs> uh, Yeah, he, he's the strategist. He can't do the physical stuff, but you know, 
He he pulled through. He did what Nelson couldn't. But also Nelson's right. the clumsiest man in the world, so it's probably very much expected. Um, yeah. So yeah, as I say, three plugs Ruby, Ruby, two plugs Emerald, one plug Sapphire. A great win for Ruby. Or was it Jeopardy? Uh, only one man can tell us. So let's head down to TJ to find out. Ruby Cell, you got three plugs. Congratulations, that was awesome. However, That's not good. Let's throw up. Ruby Cell needs this win. We need to prove that we're strong. We're sick of people laughing at us. We want to prove them wrong. You did not make the leap of faith, so yours does not count. Sorry, guys. It's OK. It's OK. So now we have a tie. Two of our cells managed to get two plugs. And that was the emerald cell and the ruby cell. I'm looking around at my guys, and I would hate to see one of those guys go into the lair. So there's a lot at stake right now. The one cell to get it done the fastest was... to get it done the fastest was... The suspense. The emerald cell. So, you know, to go back to the stripper analogy from last week, what's happened is Ruby has now been given a job at the strip club and she's done very well on the tips this week and she's very excited. She's all ready to go home. And then the boss says... Oh no, the way that it works is that we, we split the tips. And that's what it felt like for Ruby. Kyle was DQ'd because he didn't make the leap of faith. Now, in my opinion, he didn't make what they would call a leap of faith. He still made a leap and he had faith when he did it. And I feel like in a court of law, he could have argued that and it would have held up. But it does mean Ruby and Emerald have now tied to each. It's down to time. And uh, yeah, the fucking green team win all over again. They receive $3,000 from uh, P3, Portable Protein Pack, uh, and a large supply of that P3 shit. Uh, and Kyle is distraught because he feels like he's taken money out of everyone's pocket. And do you know what? Like, it's one of the few times we've seen Kyle seem genuine on this show. Like, I love him. I'm not like slagging him off, but he's very jovial, very jokey. But he was, I fully believe that he was upset because of the fact that he'd taken the money away from everyone else and not because of him, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah, he, need, he needs a break, TBH. As much as I love Kyle's show, he's, you can tell this season he's like, he's not, he just looks tired. Like he's kind of forcing it. His jokes haven't been as natural. And like, I feel like when that happened, he just kind of like, I don't know, something something that he was like kind of holding on to just kind of like broke a little bit. And he was just like, God, this, he, he just, he looked, you could just see it on his face, right? He was just so, just like, God, I'm like letting everyone down right now. I mean, yeah, he was laying face down in his bed. Uh, and, I mean, genuinely seemed 
outright depressed almost like he was just just laying there uh, yeah. you know his, even if ct is the first to notice like i should go chat with this guy just to make sure he's doing all right like you're in pretty low spirits um mm. and so, ct's probably going to do him over later in the season as well you know classic ct oh absolutely 100 percent. not a challenge season with carl and ct if ct doesn't get into an alliance with carl and then do him over <laughs> Um, yeah, it was. I was so sad. I just Kyle Didums. Love you so much. Um, but yeah, Didums. Yeah, I said Didums, and I realised no, how okay. fucking patronising it sounded. Yeah. Um, no, that's all. You're all right there, George. You keep drinking. Um, uh, but yeah, that does mean the Emeralds or the Green Team, as I like to call them, are the agency, uh, and they are going to choose one male agent to compromise and send down to the lair. Now, in general, what did you guys think of the mission? You enjoy it? Overall thoughts? Who impressed you? Who disappointed? Liked it overall. And while they explained the rule very clearly, I am with uh, what sounded like you felt similar, Levi. I thought I didn't get the whole like you can't jump on the last one. I think it should just been you got to get you got to get all the way around and get a plug. But they did explain the rule, so um, you know everyone else clearly knew what to do. But I thought it was equally impressive either way. If it was just you know you got to jump on the last one. If you're falling off the last one, you can grab it as you fall off. You can jump whatever. But overall, definitely good mission um, and a little bit better than some of the missions have been hit or miss so far. And now finding myself calling them missions, which they finally convinced me to do. And I'm not, I don't like calling the missions, but uh, one of the better ones of the season for sure. Took us back to the old school, Brian. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know. It, anyone who's ever read my stuff, maybe I'll pick up on this, but the, my least, the least interesting part of any episode of the challenge is the challenge itself. So like, you know, whatever, as long as it's not the stupid drone one, they're all kind of the same to me. Yeah. And you know, they can read your stuff at brianarbati.medium.com, can't they? That's right. Yeah, that's actually right. That's exactly where they can go. Do you know where I like to read your stuff? In the kitchen. Where? Um, and back at the house in that kitchen, Nelson, CT, and Ed are chatting. CT eats grapes really aggressively. Mm, my God. It's how he was eating. Remember he, when he was eating the ham last season talking to Kyle? It's the same thing. He eats like a fucking bear. Like, that's how a bear eats a salmon. Like, it's insane. I understand the ham, though, because it's protein. But the grapes was just uncomfortable to watch. Man, yeah. I think it must just be they have so little food available that CT is one of the ones that knows all the little ins and outs of living in the house. That, like, when they get back from the mission, he's going straight to the refrigerator that has been restocked with something and whatever it is, he's going to eat it. And he's going to eat it fast and aggressively and he's going to get as much of it as he wants before anyone else Damn. even has a chance. And, and he stands in front the of the fridge as well. He stands in front of the fridge so no one else can get <laughs> to the fridge. The natural blockage, yeah. He's the game Imagine if someone's like, oh, can I just get something? He's just like Roy Kemp from Ted Lasso. <laughs> don't get it. Oh my God, you know, you're meant to be playing George, not me. I'm the one that says I don't oh, want I mean, to be Oh shows. yeah, that's right. The, yeah, there Ted we Lasso. go. Although that's about soccer or football and I like rugby. Or, um, nice see, one, Broad. Keep going, Broad. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, I think... CT likes his team. He says, you know, we're going to win one of these. We're a good team. Uh, Nelson isn't gauging the conversation, thinks it's about elimination. Says, is that oh, what well. he said, though? Are we sure? He did. He said, yeah, said? we're going to I couldn't understand a word he said. He was mumbling. Oh, That's the worst the he's impression. ever mumbled. I understood that more than anything he said last <laughs> night. I swear to God, I was sitting there and I, I said out loud, I do not know what he just said. Well, I maybe that's the that problem. Out. 
maybe Nelly T couldn't understand it either because then he started going, well, if I go in, I'm going to stay with Sapphire, Nelly T on the Safi, you know. Um, and Ed what? is logical. That's how he talks. Uh, Ed's logical. He thinks he's most likely to go in. Um, and he doesn't want Logan to go in because he's injured and that's not fair. Um, Stupid. And just like that, the viewers of the female 18 to 34 category shot up with this scene because Man. there's Logan in a small white towel. Okay, can I just say something real quick? Because if this was not a coincidence that he decided to go shower and like, oh, oh, what were you guys talking about? What were you guys talking about? Listen, we all know what we got. Everyone in this Zoom and anyone listening knows what their best physical attributes are. Jacob, it's to be honest, for you, it's your hair. I put my hair up because I was intimidated when you came on the Zoom and froze. And I was like, you know what? Sarah's better than mine. I better put mine up. Levi, it's your sparkling personality is your best attribute. But for me, it's you basically said I was ugly, but thank you. So I wear, well, you know, we like I was hoping you didn't have to explain the joke there. But for me, I have blue <laughs> eyes, so I wear blue to work every day, right? I know what I'm working with. I know where my bread's buttered. So Logan's like, mm, I might need some help. What do I do? I just go with sex as my outfit. And it was, oh my God. I would have been like, dude, no, I don't want to, I don't want you to go in there either. I want you to be in the house a lot longer. That's what I would have said. The first thing Is I he approached them. They were still in the kitchen. And oh, yeah. I don't like, know the way out of the house. What did, but you, like, what did you guys say? What, what was yeah. that over there? Yeah. But I'm guessing the shower isn't right yeah. off of the kitchen. So, no, yeah. come sorry, guys. I just heard you from six floors up. I was having a oh. shower, but I thought I heard oh. my name. So, why don't oh. you come? Another check building oh. that we've got. Oh. We've got multiple oh. buildings. I thought I should yeah. be a part of this conversation. Was anyone talking about me in the kitchen? Yeah. How many showers are there? Is there like an option on the floor one, an option yeah. on floor two? And we usually, we usually find out the bathroom shower configuration pretty early in Man. the season by one way or the other. We really haven't gotten any uh, much bathroom think, shower shots. We I could always just ask. We could always just ask Bettina how you know how many rooms she gave blowjobs in. But allegedly, allegedly, oh, um, we need Whoa. Big T to. We need Big T to get better bedtime stories, re-spark the relationship with Logan, and then we can get what Brian wants and get Logan in that shower, maybe. You all right now, Brian? Need to, need to find yourself down? <laughs> no, I got a work email. Thank God I needed a distraction. <laughs> yeah, well, you were too much Logan on the brain. Uh, but, you know, Logan's uh, injured, and CT knows how he feels, and Logan says, look, that you know, there are a lot of options. Um, Corey is an option. Ed is an option. Um, he knows he is an option, but his leg is not ready for the elimination. Um, and he's scared that the Leons are are smelling his blood and they want to eat him. I tell you, who wants to eat him. Brian wants to eat him, don't you? Brian? Yeah, for sure. Little nibble on there. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Would, oh, would you Would you go full on like? Huge mouthful or a little bit? I'd of time? Shove an apple in his mouth and roast him for a couple of hours. You know what I mean? And uh, speaking of uh, not understanding CT earlier, I don't know if it was this confessional or later one or multiple, but Logan did get the uh, the closed captioning thrown on him a time or two. And I'm still waiting for the day they finally closed caption CT. They should. Honestly. I literally do not understand anything but... Logan says. They couldn't do it because they wouldn't, under, they wouldn't, no one would know. And as he said, just be guessing. Like the, the, it's just guessing. I watched Logan on mute most of the time. So. I watch Logan's bits on mute. It's just, I just want to look at him. 
He's uh, mm-hmm. he's he's. I want uh, him to like read like Winnie the Pooh to me till I go to sleep. You know, like a child story. I don't know. Corey, weird... Corey could tell you the story of Oedipus. He knows it now. Um, he knows but... it now. That was so fucking weird. Anywho, remember what I said? Like, someone like, stabbed some eyes out. That's about all wanna... he got out of that story. I think I, he said I a really lot of blood, mom stabbing your eyes. I just Earlier imagine that I, I want to see more of that stuff, and I don't. That was an yeah. exception. I that's the lie. I don't want to see that ever again. That was. I so imagine strange. Big T was like, "Can I tell you a really nice story?" And he was like, "What are the options?" Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. You know, if you're lying in bed. And Big T comes <laughs> over to tell you a story. Well, you've got to get to another bedroom and hide from her. And that's what Kyle's doing because he's in bed. He doesn't really want to face the world. And he's telling CT and Devon he feels like shit. He says it is the worst day ever in the challenge. And I mean, he had to put up with Cara Maria a lot. So that's saying something. Um, <laughs> allegedly, yeah. I think I, that works, allegedly. Um, and CT says Kyle's dropped the ball. He needs to get it together. Um, or there'll be a target target on his back, and you know who he's shooting that gun, Chris. Um, and they ask if Carl would switch, and he says he doesn't know where he'd go, but he does know where he'd leave. And that's fucking Ruby. He doesn't say it, but uh, you know, I'm reading between Real the lines. Quick. Yeah. Now, I have a question, lads. Emerald Cell Deliberation now has its own tagline. So, do you reckon this is going to be an official thing that before the nominations, they'll have the winning team have a little unofficial official deliberation where they will dress up? <laughs> I think are, about weird things when I watch told, this show. Did the producers tell them they have to color coordinate so much, or is that a choice of their own? And nah, that's some that's something you come up with on like the bus ride home. Oh no, I know. You know, I'd like to think there was Nelson's idea, and he was so fucking proud of it that they went, okay, let's just do it. Let's, <laughs> let's just do it for Nelson. The blue and the red, I can I can believe that they all came with something blue and something red. The green, I was like, one of you didn't come up with a green. I don't think I own green clothes. Yeah. I think certain clothes are a little fluid in that house. You know what I mean? Yeah, they they get kind of eventually, yeah. Yeah. We've seen a lot of different turtlenecks show up in the same seasons on confessional after confessional. So yeah, that's that was that was an odd one. Apparently the producers were like. Yeah, dressed like spies, and they all went, we have one turtleneck between all of us. Should we just share it around? Well, Fessy's turtleneck is three sizes too small for him, so it'll fit Casey too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, they're just linking it all together. And the weak link of the Emerald team, ironically, Josh, is the one that talks about how strong they are. Uh, Tori is scared that whoever wins will come and infiltrate. Uh, Devin, the only one talking sense, says, look, it's gonna, it comes down to Ed, Corey, and Logan, they're the three options. And if Corey goes down, he will pick the injured Logan, who'll go home. If they send Logan down, he'll go home. So that leaves him with Ed. But they have stronger relationships with Logan. He's an original rookie. And actually, he never voted for them when he was in the agency because they were options that were on the table. I mean, this was a pretty easy vote. Thank you for saving the audio podcast, there, Brian. Thank this you. This was the this is the this is the only vote they could have done. It was only Ed. It was always only Ed. So you think actually there was only one option? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it, ah, shit. Uh, yeah. We know how this podcast works. If I amuse myself <laughs> with something, I will hammer that joke to the ground. Yeah, but it amuses <laughs> me, and that's the problem. That's the real problem <laughs> that I'm also amused. You know. Oh. Carry on talking. Do you, 
do you think though at this point before i don't think at this point they they know anything that you know ed's about to say or ed and logan's relationship or whatever so do they know as they're sitting there that like if we pick ed though you know either ed goes home or a vet goes home and are we going to stick to this vet truce thing should we should we just pick Corey, knowing he'll pick the injured rookie to go against and we'll potentially probably send that person home i um, wish i wish the vet nope. would fuck off and die it's well, ruined the first half of this season. This is a, the actually to I think that it's kind of this makes it really interesting because the reason they wouldn't pick Corey for that is because deep down all six of them on that team know the 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 sordid truth of the matter is that Devin He's the wrong is, is well that Devin is gonna be their anchor in the final. And if Devin knows that deep down too. And so if they pick Corey and Corey beats Logan, what is what do you think Corey's going to do? I He's disagree with replace you. Devin. I think Josh is Devin. the anchor of the final. Mm. Devin's the one that's going to solve all the puzzles. Man, you know what, though? This goes back to something that you and I have been arguing about since, like, the summer in, in that at the end of the day, at the, in the final, nothing matters besides how fast and how long you can run. Like, we've been through this. Okay. And so, this- like... This is what I will say to you, Brian. We did the Redditors React Roundtable, and you gave us a number of different options for different ways of doing the final. And Correct. one of them was the bar exam. Now, Correct. you're saying Devin's the weak link. Now, what if out of nowhere, someone had listened to that podcast, he works for MTV, and said, you know what? We're going to take Brian's option, and we are going to do mm-hmm. the, uh, the bar exam. Right. And they've got rid of Devin. They're fucked, mate. And how amazing would that be? Like, how great would it be if Devin was like, you know what? Fuck everybody. I'm the... F-. Although, I don't know. How much law does he really know? But you know what I mean? Like, you're right, though, in that sense, that I wish they would change it. But let's be honest. What do you think this final is going to be? It's going to be a big, long run, bunch of puzzles on the way. So, like, I, I, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, it always comes down to the same fucking thing. Like, it's it. Sad enough to say that we can sit there and be like, Josh is bigger than Devin, maybe in, in day-to-day stuff. But come on. Let's be real, you know. But the the worrying thing here, Jacob, is that when you're picking someone who's to go into the lair, not just are you trying to weaken another team, you don't know who they're going to pick, but also you could potentially have your team weakened because you might pick. Let's say they went, okay, well, why don't we cut a deal with CT that we'll throw him in and then he comes in our team. CT picks Mm. someone that like I don't know, injured Logan somehow injured Logan wins and then injured Logan goes, oh, I've got some three options to choose from. I'm going on the Emerald team. And then you're like, oh, fuck, that didn't work out. Well, and probably, you can't. And then Josh would cry. Uh, you, do you know what I mean? Well, I think that's why they didn't say it as much, but that's why I would have like, uh, I would want to pick an ad in this situation of, He's got a chance to win, and if he does, and he comes to my team, and if I'm if I'm on Emerald, like if Ed replaces Devin, he'll do whatever we want, and he's a better athlete. So maybe that actually is a win for us. So whoever the whole season, whoever I'm picking to go in, I might almost want to pick, be picking people of, hey, I'm picking you because I am okay if you win and come to my team. If you don't replace me, because you're a good player that I would take on my team. So there's kind of every side of the strategy, but um, it, 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 I do yeah, think that's probably depends. why they avoided Logan. Cause you're right. If Logan does win, but is injured, 
they view it as like, well, what if the injured guy ends up on our team? That's going to suck. And it's interesting because I mean, we're talking it's... about Devon and Brian's saying, you know, Devon's a weak link. You're saying, what if he, what if he replaces Devon? But Devon, he's the one that's desperate to keep this Emerald cell together because his place in the game is? is so strong right now. Because well, he's running the show think... on that Emerald cell. Exactly. And so if he, they need, he can only pick somebody who he knows exactly what he's going to do because he knows that he's the one that's going to get switched out. He's the spot for sure. For almost all of them really would, would switch out with Devin. Corey I mean, Wood, Nelson Wood, CT Wood over the other two. Absolutely. 100%. We, could, we could have deliberations about this all day, but I think it's time for us to talk about the nominations. And the nominations start with, as Brian left. I'm out. Did you learn Spanish in the middle of this podcast? I'll tell you what I've got to say, Brian. I have a go at George every week about the amount that he moves on the podcast to try and edit the video together. You are worse. I apologize yeah. to you, George. You are so still. You are as still as still water. You, you're fucking carbonated shit. You're Sam Pella fucking Greeno, mate. Delicious beverage, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> anyway, back to the nominations. So the nominations start with Kyle apologizing to his team. He's really taken this badly. Yeah. Tell you he's tired, man. He's he's out of it. He he's so tired. He needs the break so bad. So bad. do you think he Jacob, do you think Kyle feels like this is gonna ruin his relationships with people in his team? <laughs> he's just rehabbed those relationships and he knows in his heart that you know he, he knows he's going to switch teams if if given the opportunity and typical kyle he, he's going to butter you up until the moment that he leaves you and he's also if they were to have asked him directly in that moment kyle that's really nice of you but do you still want to be on the other team i'm sure kyle would have said yes i still want to be on the other team of course i do but i love you guys team ruby for life it wasn't what he was saying last week. Now he's like, oh shit, I've really fucked this one up. But no, I do feel he's very genuine about it. Everyone's really good to him. And actually, Corey, who obviously they've had their issues in the last couple of episodes, says, look, I don't want you to have your head down. You gave everything. This team made me proud. I'm proud to be on the Ruby team. Yeah. You know, uh, very, very kind of Corey way of putting it. And, you know, Big T says something, which actually is a bit of a fear for that Ruby cell, that they do have three quite strong guys in the game, regardless of what people think of the Ruby cell. She doesn't want any of them leaving. That's going to hugely weaken their team. Although I do think every guy left in the competition, bar Josh, is very good at something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll move yeah, on. Agree. Agree there. The, the guys left are, you know, CT stands above because he's CT, but pretty much across the board, the rest of them are. You know, they have a little bit more strength in certain areas than others, but pretty it's pretty much CT's at the top, Josh is at the bottom, everyone else in between. You can yeah. kind of pick and choose, um, you know, and we, we might, we don't have as much info on Logan and Emmanuel, but I think they're pretty solid athletes at this point. I mean, there's probably only like two weak links and the whole cast left, really, and that's Ooh. Bettina and Big T. Bettina and Big T. Yeah. I mean, uh, the rest of them, I mean, it's all good after that. Like, they're all, like, so, I mean, Josh has his problems. Obviously, Nelson, Nelson's got his, too. But, like, for the most part, they're all, like, solid. Yeah. Mm. I feel like um, with this whole thing, like, Kyle is very much 
creating this in his own head as to how bad it is. Everyone's been like, it's all right. And he, but yeah, I think I agree with you. I think he does need a break. I think they should have a rule that you, you have to have a season off after five seasons. They should do just for yeah, mental health and well being. Fans' sake. Yeah, mm, I, I agree. Hundred percent mental health and well being. It's, it's also yeah. better for us. Like the, it's better when people leave and come back than than them just being on all the time. It's fans. Yeah. It always is. Yeah, I'd love for my favorite, all my favorite people. I want them to do ten seasons, but I would love to have them do ten out of twenty or ten out of twenty-five seasons or whatever. And just you know, they they're in and out of my lives here and there. We see them for a couple seasons at a time, but. When it's like you said about Kyle earlier, I love him to death, but I also feel a little bit like this season, as much as week after week, he has some of the best quotes, the best confessionals. They definitely feel like, you know, he's like a professional confessional giver. At this yeah, he point. knows what to he do. Is, he's like, know, it's, he's it's like he's reading, reading off overthinking it. And yeah, he hopefully with the, with the kid on the way, hopefully Vicky lets him know like, Hey, you're, you're staying home for the next one. You're not going to pull Corey and keep telling me that I have to do all the childcare here. Like stick around for six months, please. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Spend, spend, you know, spend six months to a year in civilization, you know, yeah. even if production yeah. call you, it's not an option this time, Kyle, you're, you're <sighs> staying at home. And that's why I want to hear from Vicky. Just, just no, no, Kyle. No, even she could even say NKN make it an abbreviation anyway so ed speaks next and he says look i know it's me or logan as we're the rookies but i don't want you to put logan in it's not fair he's got a hamstring injury you know it's interesting because a few weeks ago logan cut a deal with them and said i won't put you in it turns out if you keep your promises so that you're not a piece of shit it does help you in the game if your promise is to way too nice of a person to be playing the challenge then yes okay. it can work out yeah I, yeah let's see if ed pulls the shit when he's on his like fourth season because i feel like he never would never. and also no at no time during the deal that was made in that daily challenge where logan says let me win and ed and nelson you're safe at no point was there a like like ed did his part he let logan win there was no like hey i'll help you this time I need you to help me at some unknown point in the future. Like some of the you know, the deals usually are, it was uh, let me win and you're good this time. Ed already fulfilled his obligation as, as far as I'm considered, but uh, clearly he doesn't, he doesn't think so. He's got to help his buddy out. I think he's just a really nice guy. Yeah. Way too nice for this environment. Um, Tammy should be very proud him to of death, the young but... man she brought up. Mm-hmm. Young, just green, just green behavior. Very green behavior. Yeah. Well, got to be a little yeah. more vicious than that in the challenge house. Got to find I mean, a way. Yeah. The thing a is, he, it, spoiler alert, there's a reason he lost. Yeah. But can I just or, say something? It's you actually, know what the best case would have been? Uh, sorry to pull a classic George and get a tiny bit ahead of ourselves. But what if Ed would have gave this speech and said, you know, I don't want, you can't vote Logan's hurt. He's my friend. Vote me in instead. And then he would have went down there and been like, just kidding, Logan, come on down here. I'm just that would have been amazing. I thought He'd I was going still to be in this. the game. You know, and it would have been a huge moment and would have been amazing challenge gameplay. But And he would that. still probably have a chance for $500,000. And now he doesn't because he was valiant. And I'm but sure you know he what? can pay his rent in valiancy. Yeah. It's, it's actually quite smart because had they gone, mm, no, we don't want to put him in because if we put him in, he's going to take out one of our vets. 
And then they'd have gone, so we're actually going to put Logan in instead. Logan then wouldn't have picked him because he'd been such a nice guy. So actually, he he so was kind of put, making himself safe whilst also saying, look, if you want to put me down, you can put me down. But I will take out yeah. one of your vets, but won't actually take mm-hmm. them out. Yeah, I wonder if he's never that far ahead. Mm-hmm. Never volunteer yourself. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a clear cut rules of the challenge. Just don't volunteer. Never. No matter what. Ever, 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 ever. Um, but, you know, that, that's how it is. And it leaves the agency to really have that big contemplation about what they're going to do with their vote. Um, and, you know, L- Logan can't believe that Ed prefers the friendship to money. Um, and if he knew how to cry, he would. Do you not find it weird he doesn't know how to cry? Hot guys don't cry, do they? I thought hot guys that's did cry and that made them even hotter. Just tox, classic toxic masculinity. You know what? I literally cried today. I cried while watching the episode because I was, I was, I thought about Logan not crying, so I wouldn't watch something that makes me cry every time. I watched like a, a Cubs like 2016 World Series like YouTube montage, and I cried. And I and then I watched, I wrote that section while crying just to prove it to Logan that it's okay. Just let it loose, man. Yeah. Like what the hell, dude? Like, you know, when the first time he cries, you know, how fucking bad it's going to be. It's he's going to be it's when he lets and he turns that valve on. The tanks are full. Oh, my Last, God. They're yeah. so full. And sometimes this as well, you know, it, sometimes it builds like up a dying well. star. Sometimes it builds up and it just happens. It's that accumula- accumulation of everything. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Ryan, uh, real quick, uh, I was picking it up off the picture behind you earlier, but do I take that last comment? Are you a Chicago native? You better believe it, buddy. Oh, wow. I didn't know this was the full Chicago takeover. You're from Chicago? Well, I've not. lived there for eight years. So George is still here. Two Brits, two Chicago. It's not a Chicago takeover because George is here. Fuck yeah, brother. Hell yeah. Shout out to 50, the Bulls, 50-50. That's, that's impressive. No, sorry, Levi. We're going to throw Jardinera at you and make you eat it. Uh, what is this? Some shy town association. You don't know what Jardinera is. What are we turning this into? A, a London versus Chicago competition. You know, what, We'd what's win. going on here? Do the Americans We'd not win. understand what the English are saying? Do you need some translation? You know, I could do nah. this all day. You want me, I, I you want me to do a deconstruction okay. of this? The, old, the only way the UK guys win a challenge of any sort is mm-hmm. when a bunch of Americans join their team and win under your, your flag. So, you know. Uh, no. Do you know what? It's a real shame it worked out War of the Worlds too, yeah. because I had I had a high expectation. Shame on or like, you know, destiny. Either way. Well, I don't know. You know, when, when you look at when you look at it, you know, it was all speculation. Um, anyway, let's get back to this. Stuff, let's get back to this workstation. Anyway, um, so Ashley can't believe Ed is risking a million dollars for a friend that she's known for a month. I am a hundred percent down with that. It's fucking bullshit. All this stuff as well. Like after two episodes, when they leave and they're like, "Oh, I love you." No, you don't. You've known them about four days, and they voted for you as well. Oh, Fuck no, off. Well done. Um, and then um, one thing that Tori does say though is because she loves to stir the shit. Uh, if Ed is throwing himself in, he'll probably pick a vet to go up against. And that goes back to what I was saying before, which is about, you know, is Tori showing a bit of desperation here because she's worried that she's going to lose an ally? She just she just is not smart. She thought she thought of something clever, which is actually the obvious point needed to state that it's more like that than anything else. 
And I think Jacob, what's your opinion of Tori? She's tried to learn from a best best friend Anisa. I think she's trying really hard to pick up the like the narrator um, mantle uh, from Anisa, who's long been you know the one in the confessionals and in the in the field, so to speak, has been the one that's kind of like I'll play producer, I'll mm -hmm. narrate what is happening or ask the obvious thing. I think Tori is trying to you know pick up off of that and uh, you know add another thing to why they should bring her back or whatever. I think, um, you know, as I say, us independent uh, challenge podcasters, we stick together. Some people get paid the big bucks from MTV, so. Oh, anyway. <laughs> Soul podcasters. <laughs> anyway, guys, we need to have some recalibration on here. Um, so at this point, CGI TJ, this is what George is. I want to get George and CGI behind me. If he's ever not on again. Hologram George. Oh my God. Wouldn't that be the best thing? Um, but oh yeah, CGI TJ comes up on screen and says it's time for them to vote. Uh, and they choose to compromise Ed. And do you notice there's six of them, but there's only four iPads. So are they actually, are they voting as a team or are they voting individually? Because I don't feel like that was ever made clear. Two of them broke. Oh, did they? Well, I mean, they had a lot. And they didn't have I mean, Yeah, they had a lot more than, they had a lot more than six when it was everyone voting. Uh, they maybe sold I think them two on, of them are like, just, like uh, off screen, maybe yeah. to the side. But no, jokes aside, is it individual voting in the team or is I, it a team vote and we just weren't told? I honestly don't know. I really don't. Yeah. Uh, Good we question. Had I any genuinely don't. Both bring times everyone's voted has been like pretty clear cut. So there hasn't been any like bickering over yeah. who to pick or anything. Yeah, my guess is it's a team vote just because like... Um, They've stopped Are revealing the votes been... on the aftermath with the one for them. Right, smart. that's. I mean, they didn't. They haven't mentioned yeah. anything about vote totals. Although maybe that's because they're both clean sweeps. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe it'll come to into play. That's a good question. I didn't okay. think about it. I guess I just assumed it was just one vote. Well, I mean, ultimately, we're now in a position. Rookie's voted in. He's kind of made it clear that he's not going to be voting for for Logan. So Nelly T does what we all need because we need Nelly T to just tell us stuff. States the obvious, mm -hmm. says Ed's going to call out the vets and CT thinks this is going to be a game changer. Not for CT, he's absolutely fine. No one throws him in, skates through to the final, most likely. Uh, next morning, Logan thanks Ed. He says he owes him and has his back. Uh, then he proceeds to throw uh, the rest of the Ruby team under the bus. Um, basically says to Ed, look, listen to me. Here are your options. You can go for Corey <laughs> and Kyle because they're shit at puzzles. Uh, Carl's got strength, so if it's strength test, go for Corey. Although I think Corey's quite strong. Uh, yeah, I didn't get that. Like, what are you talking about? Like, are you serious? Like, what? Okay, but I, I, he's he's hot. He can not be clever. Um, and then he says Corey's got true. speed. Yeah, <laughs> Corey's got speed. So if it's go a speed on. thing, go for Kyle. But then he goes, yeah, but your easiest option is Nelson. I actually think Nelson's the best of the three of them in eliminations. No, I, I said the same. I said the same thing last night to my friends. Were all like, "Well, I would you pick Nelson?" I've been watching the show with a bunch of people who just started watching it. This is their first season. A lot of them, and uh, like they, so like they say things like that. They don't really understand that. And I was like, I don't know, man. Nelson's like Loki, kind of a beast. Like I would pick him. Uh, not even Loki. Like, yeah. I well, yeah, I guess. But if you only know him from failing at daily challenge after daily challenge after daily <laughs> challenge, then you know. What do you think, Jacob? Do you do you agree with with Logan's kind of breakdown? I was impressed that I couldn't remember from the beginning of the season the little clips they put out about rookies who's watched or not watched the show or anything like that. If, if but clearly Logan, I don't think all of this comes just from the time they've spent together. I think it seems like both of them have at least watched a season or two. 
Um, probably the recent ones have all these people in them. So they've maybe got a little background knowledge. Um, I agree the whole like Kyle Strong, Corey's fast. Uh, I guess Corey's now just the fastest man ever because he beat Darrell in the foot race one time, but Darrell's like, mm. you know, a great athlete, but a little bit older than Corey is. Mm. So, um, what happened but to Corey Nelson, having no knees? Corey yeah, had no he, knees he has, in bloodlines, like no cartilage yield, man. Come on, modern medicine. <laughs> But uh, I definitely made a case on. I I agree. You know, Nelson. He doesn't have a good pick, and Nelson is uh, is a complete and utter beast. And we'll I'll, I'll not pull a classic George and get ahead of ourselves, but we'll talk maybe a little further about who he should have, who he eventually does pick and should have picked um, when we get to that part. But uh, Nelson, all the options are not good ones necessarily for any game that would have presented itself. Basically, what happened choice. was. When Logan got booked on the challenge and he was like, I need to see the show so I know what people are like, he went on wish.com and bought his DVDs from there. It sounds like based on the way that he's broken down these uh, characters. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, Carl comes over and he has one wish for Ed and that's don't pick me. Uh, he says, look, if you don't pick me, I will never, ever vote you in. I'm not just talking about this year. I mean, never, ever, ever, ever. Um but he says, but you can vote in Corey, you know, just vote in Corey. So then we see a montage of all the guys working out, except Logan, because he doesn't need to work out because he's naturally really, really hot. Um, and um, I think they then added a cut scene from Total Madness of Corey looking at pictures of his daughters. Because- You think they repurposed that? Literally. Also, who has that many like hard copy photographs? Every photograph I have is on my phone. I mean, oh. this is his fifth or sixth He's season not to of bring the dad stick, so. He's, I don't even know how to print off a photo. CBS. CBS app, upload it, boom. Yeah. It's there in an hour. You're welcome. Corey, Corey knows. Get. This is Corey's thing. He, if he's going to potentially go to an elimination, he's got to have the shot of him looking at his kids for, you know, to make sure everyone at home knows that even though he's constantly gone traveling, filming challenge after challenge, that he is thinking about them and, you know, doing it for them. Ooh, that's um, very that's very George Nanny type. Shots taken. Yeah, shots taken. I love I love Corey. I Sounds just like also you hate love, Corey. Sounds like you really uh, I love Corey. Corey. I've loved the oh, interplay. I don't I don't watch any of the other MTV shows, but on social, there was one clip in particular that got shared a lot a few weeks ago of what I assume was on Team Mom. One of them, Cheyenne, uh, is on there. And she was like reading Corey the riot act over. So you just got back and now you're going to go on this trip with Nelson. And then when you leave for the next challenge and this, that, and the other. And I was like, I really like Corey, but Cheyenne kind of has a point. <laughs> like as much yeah, as but she's my, doing my, my problem with them pushing this whole Corey doing it for his kids narrative is one, Corey gets a check from MTV for Team Mom. Exactly, Two, yeah. Ryder gets exactly. a check from MTV for Team Mom. <laughs> yeah what they're, so. what are they pushing they just showed him looking at pictures of his bed like where he there was what do you mean there's oh they've been the pushing it for years like, well what the fuck else are they gonna do what do you mean he does not because he's not he's, like hooking up with half the cast anymore let's so basically be honest the, since yeah, Corey had kids he's been boring as fuck absolutely 100 percent. kids kill all hot guys that's it it's a fact oh my god kyle poor kyle i know well, actually kyle's gone kyle's if there's any hope for someone to survive it, it's Kyle. So, no, okay, Doug. I have low hopes. Well, you know what? 
we need to find out who is going to survive the elimination. So as the challengers head down to the lair, let's head down, down there ourselves and find out exactly who Ed is going to pick as his opponent. Ed, we need to find you an opponent. Who's it going to be? I guess, um... Definitely not anybody from Sapphire Squad. So unfortunately, it's going to be somebody from Ruby Squad. I said earlier, I'm not going to send Logan down here. So I guess it's a split between Corey and Kyle right now. And Ed, shut up. I don't know if you're just like not all that smart. I thought you were like an engineer, but those options to me don't seem like the best options of your chances of coming back. I really don't know what to do. Um, I mean, I'm great friends with both of them. They're both awesome dudes. And they both 110% deserve to be here as much as anybody else. Um, um, tonight it's going to be Kyle. All right, Kyle, come on down. Fucking hell, Brian, you got dressed up for the lair. Um, so. <laughs> Ed won't pick someone from his own Sapphire team. Uh, and he said that, you know, Logan's not an option for him. So it is between Corey and Kyle and Ed goes for Kyle. Good move or terrible move for Ed? Let's say based on every single one being an option, not based on his, I'm not voting for them. I'm not voting for them. I mean, terrible, terrible from the fact that, yes, as we said before, he should, he should pick Logan. But if we're taking Logan off the table and acknowledging that, like, he refuses to pick him and he's picking from the other four people, uh, I would have had a hard time myself picking between Corey and Nelson, but I would have been picking between Corey and Nelson as much as Nelson is an absolute animal in these, these are the eliminations he's made for where he can just use that, that strength and go crazy and mess you up. Yes. He's lost two hall brawls, but they've both been maybe the most brutal hall brawls we've ever witnessed um, to against guys men. way bigger than him. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that makes me not want to pick him, but at the same time, there is a lot of strategy in pole wrestle and I think Corey having been on being relatively equal strength wise and having been on so many of these shows and seen pole wrestle so many times, I think I would have went with Nelson just on the fact of he's not going to think this through. He's going to go full just strength and go crazy and try to rip this thing out. And, you know, that was a little more what Ed ended up doing. So he didn't have a good choice without with taking Logan out. Um, but I probably would have went for Corey or Kyle and not or, uh, Corey or Nelson and not Kyle. Brian. Ah, I disagree. I think Corey or Kyle was really the only choice to make. I don't know. I mean, you know, obviously it was the wrong choice. He lost, but just, just size. Oh, up, whoa, did he lose? We'll find out about, or I don't know. Or, well, I don't know. Into somebody the lost. Yeah, somebody lost, but eventually, I mean, maybe he was the wrong choice. I don't know. He's probably going to lose, but he's still, I think it was the only choice. Well, jokes aside, Kyle uh, jokingly kicked Sander Ed, but he's in good spirits about it because it seems like he's pretty much given up. But the big question is, with an empty lair and just a ring rope and a metal pole in the middle, what possibly could this elimination be? 
Well, let's head back down to TJ to find out. Tonight is an epic elimination game. One of the all-time greats, pole wrestle. To begin, you're gonna start on either side of the pole. And when I say go, you will wrestle that pole away from your opponent. Fire it the up, Kyle. You've done this before, kid. This is what you do. Best two out of three wins. Loser is deactivated immediately. All right, good luck. Shock horror, it's pole wrestle. Um, so this is best <laughs> uh, two out of three. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah, we know the rules. Wrestle the pole away from your partner. That's it. Now, mm -hmm. I seem to remember, am I completely wrong here? Because I always thought if any hands came off, you lost. But there was a lot of hand coming off. Am Both I just hands. wrong? I remember it wrong. Both hands have to come off. Okay, yeah, I think so it's like just possession of the pole. Yeah. So CT says something interesting, which is great elimination for Kyle because he's basically undefeated in pole slash ring wrestle eliminations. He's even beaten CT. Um, but I, I do think a ring that. wrestle is different from a pole wrestle. I could not believe really that CT did not add the caveat. And I can't believe I'm going to come on uh, this podcast that's 50% UK right now and say anything in any way negative of Kyle. It's not meant to be. But as usual on this show, everything has to be super hyperbolized. Whatever story they go with is going to be you know, the best ever. So I get why they did it. But they make Kyle out. They continually call him, you know, he's the pole wrestle champion. He's the best that's ever done it. The beast. And there's a big caveat with that is that he's 2-0, but one of his wins is versus the America's Got Talent kid that is frankly one of the few people I've ever watched and been like, I would have won that elimination. Colonel Mustard. That often. Um, Colonel Mustard and then the himself. other one, yes, he beat CT, but he beat CT in a three-person elimination where both he and I believe his name is JP um, okay. were we're basically ganging up on CT. And I can't believe that CT didn't say something to the effect of Kyle did beat me, but, you know, because last season on Double Agents, that daily challenge, CT Kyle was the Kyle's one that said last time that Kyle was the one that was like, yeah, but there was another person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was weird that they didn't even bring up that Kyle did do really well in the daily challenge. That was basically pull wrestle over and over last season. Um, but his his record, while two and zero, isn't quite what they make it out to be. This is uh, this is his most impressive um, matchup that he's had, to, the, the hardest matchup he's had to face by far. And I'm hearing what you're For saying sure. there, Jacob, and I'm putting it through the American to English translation. And what it's coming out as is, well, Kyle is two and zero in pole wrestle, but when he beat CT, there was another person there, so let's make him three and zero. Um, and I completely agree with you. What what do you think, George? Oh, George says rugby and fuck nanny. Classic George. Um, so um, what did we think of this elimination? It was, he does it love was actually, rugby, for sure. It was a really, really good elimination, I thought. Both of them, you know, fought really well. Carl was on top. Then Ed managed to pull it over. Carl mm. kind of fought through all of the, the hardship. He used his body. He used his gangliness. I really enjoyed it. Both of them did bloody well. And I, yeah, K-Dog. When you guys were like, you know, because, you know, we all we all make our at least internal predictions, you know, when they're like starting off. Who did you guys think was going to win? Oh, well, because I of the mid-season trailer. Okay, well, fair enough. Uh, mid-season like, trailer I, fucked I, it for I had me. I have forgotten about it at the time. Okay, well, okay, pretend you didn't see that. Who would you have thought was going to win? 
I can't. I, thought, I, I, had 100%. I can't. I can't unsee a mid-season trader. Okay, dude. Hey, it's not an Opsion right now. It's not an Opsion. You know what? My bad. I'm sorry. Try, sorry for trying to podcast on a podcast. My, my B. I'll cut that shit out. But no, um, uh, Kyle, Kyle, because <laughs> okay. I love Kyle. I thought Nelson was going to win, to be honest. Well, Nelson, not Nelson. Nelson wasn't um, in it, so. Um, Ed, <laughs> I thought Ed was going to win. Um, I don't know. I thought it was like a who wants it more type of situation, and I thought Ed was going to want it more. But, you know, I, I've been wrong. You know, I'm, I'm into being wrong. I yeah, thought but... I was just kind of gonna just be like, blah, you know, like just I, I, no, this is all. such a common misconception of the K dog that he doesn't care and that he's weak and that he's just there for Whoa. a laugh. No, 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 no one said he's weak. That came from George, by the way. I didn't burn through 30 million dollars. Oh my god, that was my impression of CT. It was, yeah, it was really bad. But yeah, no, um, no, but I don't mean like just from you. I, I know that I'm taking it quite literally because I love you, Carl. Um, but I just mean in a sense, like a lot of the challenge is always like, like, do you remember Nanny last year? Don't, don't, I'm just gonna make a comment. You don't need to like get anyway. Um, you know, she was very much like, oh, you know, Carl's just here for a joke. I'd rather be partners with someone else. Kyle is desperate to win this and he's got yeah. the heart of a Leon. Yeah, I was, damn it. I was, uh, yeah, I was wrong. I was super wrong. I was way off, way off. Although I've been wrong about a lot of eliminations lately. Maybe I should, maybe I need to recalibrate my internal prediction clock. I much preferred this to the last pole wrestle that we had, which I found extremely uncomfortable to watch. The um, Fessy and Jordan one. Mm, yeah, that was brutal. Mm. In, injured Jordan. That was, that was, that was a bummer, mm. but he took, he took it well. Um, mm. And that's the challenge move that people like Bananas and Wes are willing to do. The shitty, like, oh, he's injured and he only has one hand, and we're going to put him in pole wrestle against the biggest guy in the house. Sure, why wouldn't we? Um, they treated Jordan like everyone should be treating CT. Is like if he's around yeah. in the final, it doesn't matter. We got to get rid of him. Yeah. That's it. You have a chance to get him out. Get him out. And I wish Ed would have had a little more, a little more of that in him for this. I definitely Cajones. think Kyle. Kyle had the strength. He has the strength. No one said that he was weak, Levi, but, um, well, some of the challengers have, but no one on this podcast has said that. Uh, George, yes, Nanny said it once last season, but stop it. (laughs) But the thing thing that won it purely was the experience definitely mattered because Kyle used his feet in a very, very impressive way in this, and that's kind of the hidden part of the pole wrestle. There's one part in the first, the first round, Ed ends up on his back immediately, which is not where you want to be. Gets out of it. He does very reminiscent of the first episode of All Stars when Latarian slammed Ace into the ground yeah. over and over mm. and over. Ed picks Kyle up once and slams him down. But Kyle is smart enough to know I can wrap my legs around this pole right now too and put my whole body weight on it and be able to hold with four. And then also uses them later when there's a moment in the second round, Ed gets the bar on his chest with Kyle flat on his back in the exact position you would want. And Kyle's arms are just too long. They can still reach around and he reaches around with his feet yet again and doesn't let Ed get their bodies away from each other. So Ed was going full, like I just got full upper body shoulder strength here. And Kyle was just had the experience to know like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to weather the hurricane as Ashley so rightfully called it and hurricane you know, Ashley. everything I've got used my <laughs> intelligence and 
that's that's where that strategy this this elimination feels like one of those there's no strategy it's just who's stronger who wants it more but there is a lot of strategy involved in it just the way it's a wrestling match wrestling is very mental as much as it's, it's the most purely physical thing you can do it's there's a lot of mental elements to it and that is the fantastic, intelligent, well-thought-out analysis that our listeners and viewers have never heard or seen on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, George. You don't I want told to you I like, the, no, I like no, no. the sport aspect. I mentioned I like the sport aspect, so I get pretty into the, the like, um, how do you actually do this. And I mean, speaking of sport, I think Ed was an absolutely fantastic sport. And that's one of those eliminations. I know Carl clean sweeped him on a, a two zip, as you guys call it. Um, but no one came out of this looking bad. No, not at all. Great um, performances all around. And I was going to say, I don't know. I'm English, <laughs> but I was I was going to say who impressed you in this elimination. But let's be honest, they both impressed. Mm. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, so. Um, the, uh, the, you know who impressed me, honestly, is the, whoever uploaded the effects package to the editing software that the people use because they went through all of them. They were changing colors. There was slow motion. There was like lighting effects. They did all of it. It was amazing. They were just like, how many of these little tools can I use on this drop-down bar? And they used all of them, I think. I, it seemed like it. that's who impressed the, me. The, the post-production on this need to get a lot more credit than they're getting. I mean, we're all giving them credit, but I just mean in general, like awards and all that shit. But um, I need to say something very important. <laughs> so Kyle wins the elimination. Woo! Mm, that's uh, exciting stuff, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, that ends Ed's time on the challenge. Um, TJ says what I think we're all thinking, which is we really, really hope we see him again in the future. Um, Jen, yes, what please. do you think of Ed's rookie season? Favourite rookie. Far away. Great. Loved him. He showed his personality. He did well. He played the game. Good. I'm into it. And I I think for the sake of the other people in the house, Ed is the type of person that the rest of the cast are going to, if they're ever asked, you know, who do you like, not like, who do you want here? Ed is the type of person that could make that, you know, torture chamber of a house where you have no connection to anything for weeks on end, months on end can be the one that's like, I will just dance out of nowhere for you. I will mm-hmm. make up silly games because that's what I do in the super small town place that I live, like whatever. He brings a lot of fun to the house. So I think we as viewers, uh, I think was pretty consensus, liked him a lot, but I think the people in the house really, you could kind of tell when he came in uh, initially and no one knew who he was, that just from, they all reacted in such a way that it was like, oh, just from the 10 day quarantine, they already love this guy and like love having him there. So um, I'm confident we'll see him again. Hopefully seems like a guy that would want to do it again. So I don't see, I don't know who would say no in that scenario. The first quarantine on the second quarantine, open brackets, allegedly closed brackets. Anyway, um, speaking of small towns, Bettina's from a small town. Um, so Ed, small unfortunately, <laughs> Ed, unfortunately is, uh, is deactivated from the challenge and as we say hopefully we'll see him again fantastic addition to the show but the big question what's Kyle going to do now is he going to stay with Ruby spoiler alert definitely not or is he going to join CT and Amanda in Sapphire or infiltrate the best team in the game and take someone's place in Emerald so for the final time let's head back to the lair to find out what the K-Dog decides to do so now you have a very big decision to make do you want to stay with the Ruby cell? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Ruby! Or do 
You want to infiltrate and steal a spot on any other cell. Kyle's got a big choice to make right now. Either he comes over to Emerald and he pisses off a literal vampire, or he goes to Sapphire and he pisses off Nelson, or he goes back to Ruby and continues to suck. Um... He's gonna go straight to Emerald's team. Emerald team has been winning back-to-back challenges. He would be smart to go to Emerald's team. There was something my grandfather said to me on his deathbed. He turned to me and he said, if you ever get the chance to leave Ruby and follow CT over to Sapphire, do it. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to Sapphire. Sorry, Nelson, you're on Ruby. So Kyle shocks everyone and moves to Sapphire which means Nelson is going to join Ruby. Now, first of all, what did you think of Kyle's dying grandfather speech? Because TJ found it hilarious, but I know we've just given the post-production some utmost credit. Whoever was doing the sound there fucked it up because it made it sound like it was a woo, 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 no one found that funny situation. And then TJ started pissing Mm. himself. I was dying laughing. I thought it was hilarious. I was a TJ. Yeah, that is perfect. Yeah. I laughed more at TJ laughing at it, though, than I did at Carl's actual speech. <laughs> it just, yeah, it just makes me happy to see, as you said earlier, it makes me happy to see TJ laughing. And it's always great when it's, when it's TJ has to break. Like, TJ has a job to do right there. He's supposed to continue talking and doing the hosting duties, but he just can't because he's just, he has to laugh. He's trying to hold that in and he can't. So it just makes it all the better. Also, as soon as he said, on my grandfather's deathbed, I knew this wasn't going to be a serious comment. <laughs> classic. <laughs> he got classic, no, he had uh, me up until the end. No, he got, he, he pulled the rug out of me, for sure. I was like, oh my God. He had been real cool. genuine earlier in the episode. I thought we were getting... Yeah, exactly right. I thought this was it. Yeah. Saw his, no, saw his we the see- alien growing in his girlfriend's stomach and mm-hmm. got all emotional. No, we saw the reincarnation of the K-Dog. Um, ah. Now, secondly... I thought that it would be a case that if he chose Sapphire, he'd basically take Ed's place. I didn't realize that he would then basically pick someone to move the other way. What, what did you guys, what was your thoughts on it? I thought if he joined Emerald, yeah. it, he would, yeah, he would do that. It. You're right. Yeah, I was doing the same thing. I was like, wait, what? Why is he getting They the didn't explain it to us, but they clearly is one of those, they explained to them because we find out because Kyle quickly and confidently says, sorry, Nelson, you're over to Ruby. So like, yeah. they clearly knew. Right. But we as the viewer, yeah, I had no idea. As a viewer, I was like, what? Yeah, like, I was like, great pick. Why would you not just take Ed's spot and you got a stacked team now, but, you know, you're on the team that I thought was slightly the best anyway. Um, So I was pretty shocked when he, Kyle Kampf, was like, sorry, Nelson, there you go. And they swapped places. But I guess I I made a... Yeah, after the first episode of the season, when, like, there was 17 new partnerships, I made a conscious decision and I'm not going to take a lot of stock in what happens as far as the partner moving and stuff goes, because like, it's clearly just a too, too hypothetical to keep up with and be like, it's going to change from week to week very clearly. And it did. So like, that's why like Tori was his new partner every week. So I didn't even care to think. And I'm kind of thinking the same, like, I'm going to just not take in much stock in this, especially now that I know that they can like, make someone switch with them it's like it's gonna change every week pretty much from here on out so like i don't know yeah. i'm not gonna t- it's it, kyle might be on a different team in, in a week so like yeah i actually knows? thought what he'd do is take josh's place 
and go on to mm. Emerald. Um, do you think he made the right decision? If, if, he, if he knew that decision, <laughs> if he knew that he would be sending Nelson away, uh, then you know, I guess I probably would have also, if I was him, probably would have went for the green team and. I would have switched with the Manuel. I would have went because if you switch with Josh, you're pissing off Casey, who is and Josh will cry, leading that a little bit. So if you could jump in and say like I'm replacing the rookie, but either way he picked it, he was going to be the only way he wasn't the tar the male target of his team is if he went back to Ruby Mm. and he still had Logan to kind of lean on. Is like if we lose, we can send in Logan instead of me. Now if it's a male elimination. And they're picking from Sapphire. It's him over CT getting thrown in. If he goes to the green team, they're probably picking him, you know, sacrifice as well. So he didn't have a great, great spot to find himself. I think for, I think again, if that, I mean, there's so, you just laid out so many hypotheticals. I think it's as simple as, you know what, I'm going to hitch myself to the CT wagon. And I think that was, that was a lot of it was like as simple as that. Like, I bet he feels if I'm with CT, like there's a good chance we're going to win. So like, I don't have to worry about leaving although i guess technically he does i don't know. see again we're going into the hypotheticals again it's yeah. just you know i think that just it's as simple as i'm going where ct is and yeah. ct's not sure how to feel because whilst carl's good he's disruptive but ct should be happy because it means for the 27th season in a row he can do carl over um nelson's really <laughs> pissed off which i thought was really weird because i thought he'd be like jumping for joy to be on a team with Corey because Corey's really happy to have nelson on his team do you think it's just nelson being like Why'd you pick me? I think it's like also he it's the whole narrative of the Ruby team sucks thing. I think he thinks that his team was he went to a worse team. But Nelly T's moving to Ruby to be with Corey and join up with TYB on MTV. There it is. Keep going. And um, well, I'll start talking about Tori now uh, because she can't believe that Emeralds dodged the bullet, but she knows that eventually. Uh, this game is going to turn upside down. Speaking Crazy down, or wacky. Or you well, speaking, speaking down, who traded down, who traded up? Kyle, up or down? One word from both of you. Up. Up. Nelson, up or down? Down. Also maybe up. Oh. Okay, so Ruby, strong That's only because I think, I think that him and Corey should have stayed on the same team to start with. I think they overthought that. A uh, little bit too much before, and I also thought it was hilarious that Corey in this episode says like, "Oh, I've been waiting forever to like be on a team with Nelly," and it's like you literally had the choice to be on his team last week, and you chose not to be on his team. But you know, like I'm glad you're back together because that's how it should have been. Good point. It's the love story we all want. Um, let, let's go for stronger or weaker. Ruby, now are they stronger or are they weaker? Stronger. Yeah, stronger. Slightness. And Sapphire? Also stronger. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Kyle's better than Nelson, but Nelson brings much more team unity and everyone likes each other now in Ruby. So they both they both win. Guys, let's also not forget Nelson's lost 44 daily challenges in a row. So like, what are we really talking about? Like, of course, yeah, but with, with next week being the 500th episode, oh, of course, the it's a real curse. he's obviously going to win it next week. It'd be amazing. I have a bottle of champagne in my fridge. I've been waiting to open all season. I'm going to open it then when he wins. Well, did you we'll... go grab it last week? Did you consider going to grab? Did you get fooled last week and consider going to grab it when he did? His... We're never fooled. 
I considered turning did. the episode off. I considered just being like, okay, it's a good episode this week. Now, what, what I'll say, guys, we, we've now gone back to 498. Next week is going to be 500, but this ends our discussion of episode 499. Before I ask you guys what you think about the episode, George, your thoughts? Hello, Redditors. Hello, Chatham fans. Hello, Brian. And hello, Chatham historian. And most of all, hello, Levi. I'm so, so sorry I can't be with you this week. Um, got a last minute call from my handler. T- uh, I don't know there's enough spy jokes in this series already. I really should have prepared something. Um, Basically, I want none of you listening to enjoy this episode as much because I live in constant fear of Levi replacing me. Never going to uh, happen. I know Brian will be a wonderful stand-in. I'm actually really annoyed I don't get to meet the challenge historian. Uh, just first few random thoughts from this uh, episode. I'm not going to try and step on Levi's toes, so they're all very, very inconsequential. Corey's boot camp looks like the budget version of Nelson's. Um, the line from Kyle about watching a birth uh, being like watching your favourite pub burn down, I think potentially might be the greatest description of that I've ever seen. Perfect, George. Big fan of Chelsea Dagger by the Fratellis getting a play in this episode. No idea if that will land. Um, Emmanuel has, Emmanuel has really great legs. Corey's got a wonderful rig. I forgot how much I miss TJ's laugh when people stack it in nearly full. So thank you, Big T, for literally taking one for the team there. Um, yeah, I think that was legitimately potentially the worst challenge Josh could ever have tried. The big clumsy goof. <laughs> and Kyle... One for the Brits, Ed calling out whole wrestle legend. Bit of an overstatement, Kyle. But yeah, did it for his kids, did it more successfully for his kids than Corey. And I hope you enjoy the pod. Have a wonderful day. And I'll speak to you next week when I will be no longer in my 20s. Cheers, guys. Love you all. Bye. I love you, George. Um, what <laughs> did you guys think of that episode and who impressed you? I think it was Logan uh, impressed me, and I thought it was a fun episode. Logan looked really good in that towel, like better than I expected. To be honest, I knew he would look good, but like, and and who impressed you as far as the actual game as opposed to the the wank bank? Oh right, right, right. Oh, I thought that's what you were asking about. Oh, the game, the game, the game, the game. Uh, Kyle. I mean, Kyle. He, you know, fighting adversity, came back. You know, I mean, that's pretty cool stuff. You know, that's how kind of how it goes. Did it for the queen and country. That's it. Yeah, Uh, I would say one of the better episodes of the season kind of got a little of all the different elements of the challenge in it. And as much as, you know, I want to keep pouring one out for my guy, Ed, definitely who impressed you is Kyle. And mostly because winning the pole wrestle after halfway through the episode, I was on the same wavelength as you guys of like, seems like he needs a break. Seems like he maybe doesn't want to be there quite as much as normal. And to if that's the mood that you're in at all, going into a pole wrestle is all that more tough. Any elimination where like, you've got to be locked in and really, really want to be there. So to see him kind of come through the full cycle of he's ridiculing his team. Now he's making up to his team. He makes the mistake. He doesn't seem like he wants to be there. And then he wins an awesome elimination. Uh, this was definitely a Kyle heavy episode. And those are some of the best episodes. So it's gotta be Kyle. Well, gents, that ends the podcast for episode 499 of uh the challenge and next week real quick on the 499 do you guys know have i haven't went back and tried to look do you know are they counting the all-stars in in all in the spins up just uh in 37 seasons this is episode 500 i'll be honest i bet if we count the episodes it's not 500 episodes it's just something to say well yeah 
because then I, I was I was like, do I count the units? Wait, you did? I'm going to go back and count and see, but we'll see. You, 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 you counted them? No, of course I didn't. I literally got oh, home from work. Like, watch what? the episode. Watch yeah. the aftermath. When the hell yeah. did you? I have that? them all in a spreadsheet. I could find this out very quickly and easily. I just haven't done it yet because I'd rather. But here's the question: Did they have TJ say it was the 500th episode three times in a row because they didn't know whether or not they were definitely going to do a two-episode thing on the uh, PizzaGate? Mm. Who knows? But we're going to find out more about that 500th episode next week. And Brian, uh, you will be joining us again next week. George will be back. It will be the day after his birthday celebrations. I'm going to that. George and I will be in an absolute state. I'll probably be in my pajamas and we've asked Brian to babysit. So Brian, we're looking forward to having you. Um, if you yeah, want to catch up with uh, Brian's stuff during the week, uh, brianarbatty.medium.com. Fantastic writer. Always makes me genuinely Thank laugh you. out loud. So uh, Thank you. Yeah, look, looking forward to having you again next week. Jacob, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you can hear Jacob's thoughts on um, episode 500 next week. You tend to post on the Wednesday night, don't you? Um, yeah. So after you watch the show, watch the aftermath, listen to the Challenge Historian podcast. And then after you've enjoyed fantastic analysis, come over to us on Thursday night just to hear bullshit. <laughs> because it will be George, Brian and myself which means there'll be uh, more discussion about the fact George is hotter than me. Um, I'll probably throw up at some point and Brian will probably have his hair down. So going to be fantastic. Mm. But um, Jacob, if people want to follow your Instagram, uh, what is it and whereabouts can they, um, can they listen to your podcast? So pretty much anywhere, whatever you're looking for. If you search challenge historian, you'll find it. Instagram is just challenge historian. I've got a personal one too, but I don't really use it so much. So challenge historians, all the challenge content. There'll be a bunch more of that coming now that my, my day job from the summer is over and I just got through a wedding. So I've got a lot of time to commit to some tough. more, some more, thank you, some more content there. And then same on YouTube, any spot, uh, Spotify, Apple, anywhere you listen to podcast or watch videos, challenge historian, you'll find me. And I think it's important to say, um, if you are a challenge fan out there, don't feel like, oh, I have to like only this podcast or I have to read only this writer. Consume all the content. You know, yeah. we're all sticking together here. We're all one community. Read Brian's fantastic articles. Listen to Jacob's fantastic podcast. Listen to our, someone say fantastic so I don't sound like a dick. Big up my own podcast. <laughs> wonderful what it is fantastic <laughs> spiffing marvelous podcast um and continue the conversation over on reddit on the uh, mtv challenge subreddit and if you want to continue the conversation with us you can do it over on instagram we don't use twitter anymore uh because it's cesspool uh but over on instagram we are at challenge react and uh we look forward to uh putting out a very special episode next week to not only celebrate the 500th episode of the challenge but to celebrate this beautiful man george's 30th birthday but the only thing we can do is sign off by leaving you with the trailer for episode 500 of the challenge spies lies and allies this is a very special mission today this is the 500th episode. The physical one today! Let's go! I feel like you change your behavior to me. I'm trying to make peace! I'm dying!